Bless you. Thanks. Yeah, my sneezes are always like that. It's just one really big, obnoxious one. <laughs> that, that I could deal with that. My wife will will sneeze like six or seven times in a row. Ten times, fifteen yeah. times. Yeah, she just can't stop. It's just like. <laughs> everybody and welcome back to the football absurdity covid cast my name is jeff crisco i'm here with my covid hosts there we go mike valverde and walker kelly big daddy ranks boys how are we doing today oh uh, well i don't have covid at least as far as i know so it's, well if you I, don't I, test you'll never know that's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't exist if you just ignore it exactly but yeah, uh, I've I've thus far somehow avoided getting COVID this entire time. So um, hopefully that keeps up. I did the uh, the old uh, high school presentation thing and just getting it out of the way early. I got it in March of 2020. So <laughs> I just sprint, got it out of the way. Sp- sprints up to the front of the classroom, <laughs> spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. Um, what's ironic, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, was I'm pretty sure I caught it like collecting a bunch of stuff for a pending lockdown. Like I went to like four or five grocery stores because the first, Mike, you might remember this, the first uh, community case in California, the woman went to school like around the corner from my house. So she lived in my neighborhood. Yes, I remember this. So yeah, fun times. Um, But anyways, um, yeah, boys, you ready to talk uh, week 16? Yeah, that's the week that it is. It is the week that is week 16. So we are recording this on Thursday. So we are probably going to be missing, I would guess, conservatively 25 to 30 players per team going on the COVID IR between now and the time this comes out on Friday morning. Um, But I will, much like I did, I believe, last week and on Tuesday or Wednesday with Mike, just read off of Roto World because everything there's no point in collecting information ahead of time because it's like it's always changing now because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I said today and I... um, I'm kind of feeling it. I've never wanted to rage quit anything more than this season. Just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Thankfully, I only have one league left because I lost in the FA Experts League to um, voiceman Eric last week in the quarters. And well, uh, So that means you're winning as many titles as I am. Yeah. Well, I'm still I'm in one because SFP no, I I lost in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I'm in I'm in the semis of my home league and. My opponent has not much in terms of receivers right now because Cooks and Valdez Scantling are both on the virus list. Jeez. So he's playing Nico Collins and uh, some other scrub right now. Oh, Tyler Johnson. Man alive. Mike, you haven't talked. How's it going today? It's going all right. Um, yeah, I'm sort of dealing with, well, I've, since I play in a lot more leagues, I'm in a lot more playoffs but um yeah it's it's just maddening trying to figure this whole thing out it's um i have actually one team that has zero covid markings on there what yeah Uh, oh i do too yeah my home league team doesn't have any covid players i have all kind like i mentioned because i have brandon cooks and austin eckler basically on every team one or both of them so i have covid everywhere so yeah like what is it um my the alien Alien League has zero, and the roster is 30 players. Jesus, you have all the players that don't have COVID. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. That's Mike breezing to a title because his players didn't get sick. Yes, I'm just going <laughs> to. Huge dubs. <laughs> Mike with the the, the num- wide receiver one, two, and three of uh, week 17 of like Nico Collins, Jawan Jennings, and Auden Tate. Auden <laughs> <laughs> Tate. Uh, all right, boys. Remember so... when you made us talk about Auden Tate in the preseason, Jeff? I did? Yeah. That's you, stupid. You, you were talking about we were talking about Bengals receivers and trying to predict who was going to be the best of them, and you made us include Auden Tate. Oh, that might have been a bit because I hate Auden Tate. Oh well, it probably was, but the only good thing good, about Auden Tate he did a really is, good job uh, covering it up. Then the only good thing about Auden Tate is that his name literally means Golden Tate, which is something I wish I could take credit for. But AU is the uh, yeah, atomic sign. Yeah. Oh, the atomic symbol for gold. Yeah. Yep. Right. All right, guys, let's get started. Since we're doing this on Thursday, like I mentioned, we will not have anything about the 49ers or the Titans, but I assume the 49ers have smashed the Titans by the time you listen to this. So let's start with the Saturday games, boys. We got Cleveland going to Green Bay. Cleveland is 7-7. Seven and seven. Green Bay is 11-3. and three. This is a 44.5-point over-under with Green Bay as 7-point favorites. Um, injuries in this one, we've got... Uh, Jedrick Wills came off the COVID IR for the Browns. Uh, Jarvis Landry will come off of the COVID IR before the game on Sunday, according to Kevin Stefanski. Uh, J.C. Treader, starting center, is on the COVID IR. Um, Baker Mayfield is supposedly coming back on Saturday against the Packers. That is, quote, the plan. Um, Kareem Hunt is not expected to play this weekend. Um, That is all that I can see for this one. Uh, for the Browns, for the Packers, uh, David Bakhtiari did not practice, um, still not returning from his ACL injury. Uh, Aaron Jones limited in practice on Wednesday with a knee issue, um, but he's been kind of dealing with that. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Gantling, who had a big game last week, uh, is on the COVID IR list, and um, he is likely to be out for Saturday. And those are all the injuries for the Packers. So in this one, uh, Walker, you have a very interesting question. So do you want to talk about it? No. Okay, cool. On to yeah, the next no. game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, is Chubb the only startable Brown right now? Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't want to start Don. We saw the, what the Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, experience looked like last week. Yeah, inefficient. And dropping stuff all over the place. Yeah. I mean... In PPR, like three wide receiver PPR, it's hard to get away from like a Jarvis Landry just because if he plays, because I don't, Dan can't, or not Dan Campbell, Kevin Stefanski um, said that he is going to be off after 10 days, which tells me that he's not symptomatic, which means he was probably just like a, one of those pause asymptomatic positives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's getting, he's had four catches at least in each of the last four games and 111 yards in week 12. 41 and touchdown week 14. Um, and, you know, the Packers secondary is pretty good, but I still feel like um, there's going to be a limited passing game, but it's going to all go to Jarvis Landry. Yeah, honestly, I agree. Um, I, I, I think that Landry still is playable as like a wide receiver three or a flex type guy, um, especially in PPR. I would figure on him having something around like five catches for 60 yards or something like that. So, he yeah. should be usable. I, I I don't think the ceiling's very high, especially against the solid Packers defense. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I think you mentioned it. The 
Packers are 11th right now against wide receivers. Um, and then, Jeff, we were talking about it yesterday. Donovan Peoples-Jones is the leading wide receiver on the Cleveland Browns right now. So when, when you have DPJ as your leading wide receiver on the team and you're playing against the 11th best uh, team against the pass, I, I can't avoid all of that. I really don't want to get mixed in with any of that kind of mess. And that's fair. I mean, you probably have a better option than Jarvis Landry if you're in the second round of your playoffs, but um, a lot of the better options are gone now. So yeah, you might be stuck with it and and he won't kill you. He's he's not going to get up a big game, but he's not going to kill you either. If you're a six seed that somehow squeezed past into the second round and you're playing the number one seed, I would not play Jarvis Landry. I would play a boom bust guy. Like, I would not play a guy that's looking at, like, 11 PPR points and maybe a touchdown. Yeah, you, play, you, if you're in this game, play Alan Lazard instead. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say Alan Lazard with no – or if MVS somehow miraculously comes back, he's the boom-bust guy that you want to – you know, right. he, he is boom and bust. So Yeah, um, Packers wide receiver two against a uh, iffy, sometimes Cleveland defense on that side. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind that. Okay, so we got uh, Aaron Rodgers that uh, is a must start, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I probably don't want to start him, uh, God, even no. in a two, well, even in a two quarterback league. Um, I but mean, he, I would prefer not to. Yeah, he might be okay. Um, are the only starts in this game? I'm looking. Are they uh, Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, and maybe AJ Dillon in a flex, and then Nick Chubb and Aaron Rodgers? Like that's it? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, you can you can roll the dice in a deep league on Lazard with uh, with MVS likely out, but yeah, I mean uh, the tight ends are too risky. Um, you just don't know who's going to get the targets. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, honestly. Mike, the is Browns there are ninth else? against ninth. Browns are ninth against the pass, so they're even better than the the Packers. It, I, well, there I don't you know. go. But I do agree. I think I would rather go with Lazard than any of the Browns receivers. You don't want to go with who's behind uh, Anthony Schwartz. Who I'm sure has Anthony a, Schwartz. Yeah. Schwartz, yeah. Yeah. Demetric Felton. Ooh, buddy. He's so good. He's tiny and unathletic. We're talking about Demetri. Never mind. I was going to make a bad joke. I'll take it back. Um, all right. So let's let's do this. Um, Walker, your uh, win, loser, draw is actually pretty good. Very varied. Jarvis Landry, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Jones. So, Mike, why don't you go first on that one? Um, the winner is going to be Aaron. The loser is going to be Aaron. And the draw is going to be Landry. Jarvis? Jarvis. All right. Aaron Landry. Uh, Aaron Landry. That's his new name. Uh, <laughs> um, no, Mike, actually, which, which Aaron? Oh, oh, yeah, that would be helpful, right? Um, I will go with the winner going to be Aaron Rodgers. Guys just heated it up the last three or four weeks. So I think that trend is going to continue. Aaron Jones is a loser because he really hasn't done much lately. Um, he's gotten touchdowns and that's really what saved has saved his sort of fantasy value. But you, you take away those touchdowns and it's like 13 for 45, you know, just really yeah. bad um, numbers, um, rushing, rushing numbers. Uh, so I, I think that's going to continue. Um, and then, uh, the draw will go to Jarvis Landry. Yeah. So during this four game winning streak, uh, Aaron Jones is basically not running the ball. 8.8 attempts per game. 
Um, and Aaron Rodgers is going crazy, like Mike mentioned, for, uh, 13 touchdowns in those four games, and he's averaging 325 passing yards. Um, and so that's what's kind of fueling them to victory. So I think they'll keep that going. So when Rodgers lose Jones, they're really putting a lot more on AJ Dillon's plate lately. Yep. Um, so that's, that's, you know, not necessarily making AJ Dillon a preferred start, but it's doing enough to hurt Aaron Jones's fancy value, but not enough to sit him more like he's a running back too right now. Yeah. He's and like then, a low, a low level RB too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jarvis Landry who has eight or more targets in three straight games. So he's the draw. He is the same guy week in and week out Jarvis Landry is. So he is the perpetual draw. I would say. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, with those Rogers win Jones loss Landry draw. And, uh, I think green Bay wins this game. I concur. Green Bay wins. Yeah. And, um, when the games are over, we will go over the current standings. Um, just so, uh, everybody knows at the end, um, we will, we will be doing that. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game on the docket. Um, I'm thinking we're probably going to, we're going to try to go a little bit faster. That's the kiss of death for every episode. Um, Uh, because uh, we have lots of games to go through and there's a lot of players that are worth talking about that are out. So um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. So this next game, Indy eight and six travels to Arizona. Who's 10 and four. This is a 49 point over under Arizona one point home favorites Uh, injuries in this one. James Connor is dealing with a heel. Um, He is going to be a game time decision, um, but he says that he's confident he'll suit up. Uh, but that means Chase Edmonds back. I think it'll be Chase Edmonds time. Rondale Moore um, is also dealing with an injury. He is also a game time decision. He has an ankle issue. Um, if you don't know, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season. Just I saw a lot of very high roster ship from DeAndre Hopkins still. Probably teams that have given up, but um, just something to keep in mind. He's out for the year. There's no need to hang on to him. Uh, for the Colts, uh, Jonathan Taylor has COVID. No, no I'm just kidding, Mike. <laughs> He almost made me spit out my coffee in fright. Uh, uh, Rockison and Mark Glowinski both are on the COVID reserve list, though. That is that is real. Um, but other than that, no injuries of note. And um, Mike, you wanted to know if there is any wide receiver we can trust in this matchup. And I, I can trust it as far as... My answer is kind of. Yeah. Um, I think I think that uh, I think that Pittman and Kirk are like are good wide receiver three plays, um, and I think AJ Green is a volume flex. Um, you know he's had double digit points in the last two games. Um, he's not great anymore, and he's not going to be the most efficient, but he's going to get enough targets to probably not kill you. Um, Kirk has he's he's the most talented receiver as of right now on the team with Hopkins injured um he's looked pretty good the last few weeks um he did well against a line secondary that's been surprisingly stingy against opposing receivers um that was with Kyler Murray having a pretty bad game um yeah and then I mean Pittman hasn't been getting nearly the targets that he was with uh with Hilton back in the fold and it hasn't really even been Hilton getting more it's just been Jonathan Taylor running the ball a absurd amount, which has been working. So I don't expect the passing total to be super high here, but uh, Arizona's not great against opposing receivers. So I figure Pittman at least makes a couple plays. Um, and if you've gotten this far 
with Pittman on your roster, it's unlikely that you have like three better options at receiver. So if you're in a deeper league, you're probably going to fire him up and hope. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it just depends on your definition of trust, like trust to not put up a goose egg. Yeah. But trust to be like a legit good start. No. Okay. Let me, uh, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm more thinking like trust is you can put him in a lineup and it'd be okay with it. Like uh, either a wide receiver three or flex, um, you can say, okay, yeah, I'm going to put you in here and I'm just, yeah, I'm good with it. This, this is fine with me. I'm not going to have any worries on whether you're going to give me a goose egg or what, but I just feel confident in this situation. All right, Kirk, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Kirk or Pittman? Kirk. Um, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go Pittman. As he says in his Indianapolis Colts hat. Yes. And sweatshirt. <laughs> and sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, AJ Green? No. It didn't sound, it doesn't sound very promising to go with AJ Green. Green, Green's more of a, he, he's, in a deep league, if you're a wide receiver three or a flex, I wouldn't hate it. But, yeah, I, I he's in the mid-30s in my rankings, so I'm not real excited about it. Okay. Ertz, must start, yes? I don't know. I wouldn't say must start, but in most cases you're playing him. Mike, do you agree? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree with Walker. It's not really a must start, but if I'm looking at the rest of the blob and I have Ertz, I feel pretty good about putting Ertz in there. Okay. Oh, this is the one that got away ball. Mike, remember when we did the Colts projection? We did um who did we have be oh we had Jack Doyle just be a stand in for Zach Ertz. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, this yes. is the one that got away ball. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. James Connor or Naheem Hines in this one. Well, uh, I mean if Connor plays, it's Connor. I mean, uh, see, I'm concerned that Connor's Naheem, gonna get like Naheem Hines touched the ball carries. one time last week. He just happened okay. to score on it. Okay. Well, there's a lot of people that still have Naheem Hines on their roster. Like I look at roster ship percentage and I'm not starting Naheem Hines, but a lot of people yeah. have him still. So I have, I have Naheem Hines 48th in my rankings this week. Okay. So, I mean, he's barely even registering as a football player at this point. His role's just too small. Uh, Walker, you have him at 49th. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. He's better than Daryl Williams. If you're curious. <laughs> Got him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's right. Cause I moved Dontrell Hilliard ahead of him. <laughs> That's yeah. That's when you know it's bad, folks. When Dontrell Hilliard, yeah, the the uh, split share target running back for the Titans. That is that that's ahead of uh, Nike Mines at this point. So um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor must start. Kyler Murray must start. Yeah, I mean he, it's just too much too much potential to it, it blow up, and with the run uh, typical rushing floor, you got to play him every week. And I'm benching Carson Wentz everywhere. Walker, you don't even have him ranked inside your top 25. Um, no, they just don't. They yeah, just don't. don't they him. don't throw much right now, and he hasn't looked real great the last couple weeks. So yeah, no, big big time out on Carson Wentz. Yeah, Mike, do you share those thoughts? Do you have something to add about Wentz? I mean, it's not on Wentz. It's they don't need him to do anything. True. Yeah, yeah. For fantasy value, no. I you're right. They don't. They don't. There's not enough there to to be. I mean, you're looking maybe at a touchdown, um, and that could come running or throwing. So uh, they just don't throw as much. And I think he's had back-to-back games where he's thrown an interception. So it's 
yeah, he's he's I I I don't know exactly what Walker and like how he feels as far as him as a quarterback outside of fantasy football, but uh, you could say well you pretty much went like eight games without throwing an interception and now you've thrown interception back to back games with limited attempts. That's you know that speaks something. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see what they're going to do there as far as um, him in the as they're going to have to move him. They're going to have to give him more attempts uh, during the playoffs, but at this point, there's no reason to, and this is mm-hmm. what counts as for fantasy football. So I'm sorry. I'm just sort of intermingled NFL and fantasy. But, yeah, that's um, all right. It's your own team. you got to work these thoughts out. Yeah, so fantasy football-wise, just as you guys are talking about, there's no need to play mm-hmm. Carson Wentz in either a two-quarterback league and especially in a one-quarterback league. Okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor's a must-start, and – just want to say the Cardinals look like they're middle of the pack, but they have been bleeding uh, fancy points to running backs lately. Uh, Sony Michelle and Craig Reynolds have combined for over 200 yards against them in the Jeez. last two weeks. Yeah, Reynolds so, absolutely blasted them last week. I mean, he did get like 26 carries, but he looked really good. Like, yeah, but Jonathan the- Taylor's going to get 26 carries. And he's right, yeah. He's better yeah. than, than uh, Craig Reynolds. Like this, this game is going to be really interesting because I feel like it's going to be Jonathan Taylor running for 200 yards. And then uh, Arizona just like throwing eight yard passes down the field the entire game. Yeah, and then uh, James Conner running for thirty eight yards and twelve touchdowns somehow because that's what every game he has. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna run it in from the one yard line three times. Yep. All right. Uh, it gave up eighty four yards to Seattle Seahawks in Week Eleven when they were running out. I don't know who. Alex uh, Collins at that Alex point probably. Collins, <laughs> uh, and seventy nine yards. So yeah, they've they've fallen pretty pretty far from what they were right now they're uh, 13th against the run okay so uh i'm going for the shoe let's go colts heck yeah uh i'm gonna go with arizona see what now mike's going india set, said i'm gonna go with arizona no that's the wrong pink team to pick but no go with that because i need to catch up so yeah great yeah, pick. I was gonna say, who, uh, great who, who's ahead we don't know yet because <laughs> we haven't gone over it but spoiler alert it's not mike no, it's not me. <laughs> I All need right. to catch up. <laughs> All right, next game up, Detroit and Atlanta. Detroit's 2-11-1. Uh, Atlanta 6-8. We're now into the Sunday games. Uh, this is a 42.5-point over-under. Atlanta 5.5-point favorites. Uh, no injuries listed for the Falcons. Uh, for the Lions, Josh Reynolds was limited with a thigh issue. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams both returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, Jamal Williams coming off the COVID list. Jared Goff is has been put on the COVID list, um, so that's that's bad. Um, is it going to be uh, Blau or Boyle, Mike or Walker? Do you know? Uh, if Goff isn't able to clear the protocols, it'll be Boyle. It'll be Boyle. Okay, so Tim. Pop that Boyle. Boyle. Yeah, pop that Boyle. Um, Gross. Um, Craig Reynolds is now on the active roster, so he'll be involved uh, for the rest of the year. Um, I have to rethink because I forgot about the Jared Goff thing. I was going to say that uh, my choice was going to be the Lions to win this one, but not with Tim Boyle. Um, yeah, I mean, at my, I'm currently going with the Lions because I'm still operating under Goff. will figure out a way to get into the game because he's vaccinated and he hasn't been feeling that bad. Um, but, yeah, um, as of right now with Goff, got that O next to his name, uh, I would pick the Falcons. Yeah. He's he's gonna there's gonna be a new guy on the roster named Jared Goff, but it's G E R R I D. 
Like Jared Goff. Jared Goff. So, all right. So for the Lions, um, there's only one guy that I think is uh, uh, really must start because um, we don't know if Swift is playing, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, Amon Ross has yeah. been a beast lately. Um, Last three weeks, he's wide receiver three overall. Yeah, he's gotten, what, like 10, uh, 12, 12 and 11 targets over the last three weeks. Yeah, the man is, uh, he's balling out right now, and he's he's got the target share to prove it. Um, he is, with with Hawkinson out, he is very clearly the best, uh, the best pass catcher on the team. He's bossing the short routes. He consistently gets open using his strength and his route running acumen. He's got strong hands. He's good after the catch. Tough kid. Um, he just plays that slot role really well. He's kind of like a big slot receiver because um, he's like six foot, 190 pounds or so. But um, yeah, he really plays that slot role well. And uh, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't continue. Even with Boyle at quarterback, I would expect him to get something around the same amount of targets. And uh, so yeah, his his upside would be lower with Boyle at quarterback, but he's still a uh, He's still the guy you got to have in right now. Yeah. So I made a face because he is literally over the last three games. He's literally averaging the same number of targets and receptions as Cooper Cup is on the season. But Cooper Cup has 30 more yards per game. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Cooper yeah. Cup over the whole season. This is Amon Ra over his hot streak. Yeah. I mean, and that'll show you a uh, how ridiculously good Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have been this season. Um and B, it'll show you that the Lions offense simply isn't that explosive. Mm-hmm. So even when you have a lot of touches, a lot of involvement, it's not, you know, it's not a ridiculously high upside team right now. But, um, right. yeah, you've got guys who can contribute. I mean, whoever the lead running back on the team is, is going to get enough touches to be relevant. Um, probably this week it'll be Jamal Williams would be my guess. Um, I personally don't expect Swift to play. I know he's practicing again, but I just don't see any reason to throw him in there when he's not 100% at this point. Um, so I guess it'd be like a Williams-Reynolds tag team, and they'll probably both be fine. Um, my question in this one was uh, St. Brown or Gage rest of season. Um, yeah, and I'm I, I I'm not really sure. What do you, what do you guys think? Mike, you want to take that one first? I think it's pretty close. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gage, uh, but it's not. I mean, flip a coin, right? I, I think both of them are have done um, excellent in their last four or five games. Um, Gage is really shown to be a wide receiver one on this team, um, and St. Brown has too. So mm-hmm. I I just think. A, if I with the quarterback problems and the fact that you can't really trust Jared Goff, I mean he's going to be a great quarterback one week and just suck, you know, two or three weeks um, yeah. in a row. Matt Ryan is 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 doing well in this offense and he's playing okay, but he, I I would trust Matt Ryan to be Matt Ryan. I'm not going to worry about him just just exploding or anything to that effect. So. With that said, just because a quarterback is more stable, I'll go with Gage. I'm gonna I'm thinking Gage as well, just because um I think that DeAndre Swift comes back next week at 
you mm-hmm. know, he could come back this week or next week, and he is a big part of the passing game. So the volume could go down for Amon Ra, but um, Russell Gage, I saw him on Sunday against the Niners, like in person. He's he jumps off the field pretty like he was making yeah. some insane catches. Yeah, he had a hell of a game. Um, yeah, he, so he's, he's not going away. He's leveled up his his level of play. Um, I, I I think I would agree just barely. Um, definitely Gage this week, in my opinion, uh, because of Boyle playing but yeah the then the next two weeks that they're pretty interchangeable i mean they they have similar moderate upside really high floor roles right now um yeah so uh my win loser draw um it has golf in there so we'll uh we'll switch it up and we'll go with uh we'll go with cordero patterson kyle pitts josh reynolds yeah, Cordell Patterson's interesting. Um, who did you switch out for Goff? Sorry, Reynolds. Reynolds. Uh, jo- Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Okay, so Josh Reynolds, I think, is going to continue to win. Um, he's been playing really well lately, even with. Oh, no, I forgot. It's it's going to be Boyle. He's going to lose. I don't think Boyle's going to be able to sustain <laughs> more than than uh, than one guy in this passing game, and it's going to be Amon Ra. Um, a lot of what has made Josh Reynolds good has been his connection with Goff, and that's not mm-hmm. going to exist with Tim Boyle. Mm-hmm. Um, Patterson is going to win, I guess, because uh, <laughs> I think Pitts is going to be a draw. <laughs> I mean, I think he's yeah, going to do a no, save for, for 40 to 70, the same thing that Kyle Pitts does every week. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the Lions defense is not good against the run, so that uh, I would expect Patterson to have a good game. Um what about you, Mike? Yeah, Pitts to me is a draw just because that's what he's done every single week. And then I like Patterson to sort of rebound from last last week's game. So I'm going to give him the win this week. Mm-hmm. And the golf would be the loss just because, well, if he has COVID, then obviously he's a loss. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely uh, lost for the game. And I will go. Um, wait, hold on. Before we move on, I'm trying to think. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he's been disappointing. He's still a must-start. He has two straight uh, top 10 games. I just want to put that out there because people are going to get antsy for the playoffs. They're going to do something stupid like start Cole Komet over Kyle Pitts. Don't do that. Just keep rolling with Kyle Pitts. Um, Yeah, I've got Kyle Pitts at eight this week. I would recommend starting him. Yeah. Mike, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think anywhere between six and eight is is adequate. Uh, Yeah, I I wouldn't have any problem with with that at all. I mean, that's where he's going to finish. Yeah, and I'm still going the Lions, baby. Let's go. Uh, I'm going Atlanta on this one. I'll go with the Lions, too. What's the different? Uh, what's the opposite of impressed? Because that's what I was with the Falcons last week. I It was uh, one of the few times that I watched a team and I was like, what the hell are they doing? Like, <laughs> nothing they did made sense. Oh, no. Like, Atlanta, Atlanta has six wins and the Lions have two, but the Lions are absolutely a better football team than the Falcons. 100%. Like, it's, and if not, Jared, it's not yeah. that close. Yeah, and if Jared Goff is able to somehow come back, like, it's not going to even be a close game. I don't think so. Yeah, if Goff plays, I think we win by 10 points or more. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, all right, let's go on to the next game. Uh, next game is Baltimore and Cincy. Um, Lamar Jackson hasn't touched a football field since spraining his ankle uh two weeks ago um he was described as day-to-day on wednesday with his ankle issue but it's looking more and more likely like tyler huntley is gonna play or if you listen to i think it was Rappaport snooped because i guess people call him snoop but it was really weird 
Uh, people, he's he accidentally tabs Snoop Dogg instead. Yeah, of, I saw. <laughs> he said Snoop Snoop Dogg is gonna get the start. Dogg, yeah. Uh, Justin Houston is on the reserve COVID list. Uh, he went on on the twentieth, so he may be able to come off uh, before the game. Um, for the Bengals, Joe Mixon with his ankle issue uh, practiced in full on Thursday uh, and Wednesday, so he should be good to go. Um, that seems to be it for the Bengals. So. Boys, my question for this game is, um, how are the Cincinnati wide receivers going to make us look stupid this time? Because last week we were like, anybody, oh man, breaking news, uh, Justin Fields has, is averaging 6.9 yards per pass and has 420 rushing yards on the air. <laughs> Literally a push notification I got from Sleeper. Let's go. Um, he's anyway, the, nice, the nicest player in the league. He's got all the fun numbers. He needs uh, 8,085 air yards, and then we'd be good to go. 80,085. Oh, 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 yeah. I was going to say 8,008.5, but then I realized air yards won't work that way. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I want to see, I want to see a quarterback with 80,000 air yards in a season. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. uh. Anyways, uh, how are the Cincy wide receivers going to make us look stupid this time? Because last. Before last week, we were like, anybody but Tyler Boyd. And Jamar yeah, Chase has one catch, and Tyler Boyd has, like... Uh, six for 80 and a touchdown or something. Yeah, one or two touchdowns. So, um... It's going to we be, do- uh... Well, it's... Um, Wink Martindale came out and said that he's not going to double Jamar Chase. Um, because, basically, he came out and just, like, talked crap about, uh... About Burrow and Chase. He was like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, not anywhere near as good as Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, so we're not going to treat them like they're that good. And uh, so you would expect a big chase game. So I figure T Higgins is going to get like 19 targets. Yeah. Well, I, I think Jamar chase is going to get a couple times where he's behind the Raven secondary and he gets a ball. The only question is if it connects, yeah, which has been yeah, a problem like, after the first four or five weeks. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking that like I, I would still definitely play chase. Cause I expect him to get at least one big play in this matchup. Baltimore's yeah. defense isn't very good right now. Cause it's so beat up. And Burrow throws a really nice deep ball. He doesn't throw real far, but when he, he's very accurate. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I would say that it's going to be basically what it has been. Um, I, I think uh, I think Higgins will be the intermediate guy, and he'll probably have the most targets and the most catches, but hits a lot lower upside role. Um, Chase will have the most yards um, and he'll probably score a touchdown. And then I would expect that Boyd probably kind of fades a little bit back into irrelevance. Um, I would expect this to be, uh, I think Uzoma will be more involved in this game because Baltimore's weak against tight ends and Uzoma ripped him up last time. So I don't really see Cincinnati going away from what worked last time around when Baltimore had a healthier defense and since he hung 41 on him. Yeah, um, I think they're going to do the same thing, and that was what they were doing. Uh, was you know, it's Boyd and Uzoma underneath, it's Mixon running, it's Higgins in the intermediate, and it's Chase with the with the kill shot. And I, I mean, I think it's going to work. I mean, I don't see how Baltimore is going to stop them. Yeah. So, Mike, three wide receiver league. Do you think we can get away with starting all three Bengals wide receivers, or is there a guy you would bench? Yeah, I would probably bench Tyler Boyd. I, okay. 
I would be feeling I would feel better about it if Tyler Boyd didn't just come out and have his good game. But they have multiple games in a row when the other two wide receivers are healthy with Jamar Chase and T Higgins. I can't see that happening. Yeah, so I, I tend to agree. And Walker, I agree with your CJ Uzoma point. He was 18 percent rostered. So guess who I wrote about today? Um, CJ Uzoma. Yeah, and I wrote. Uh, basically the same thing I wrote about him the last time they played the Ravens when he was 2% rostered. And yeah, Ravens bad against tight end. CJ Uzoma, solid player. Yep, that's it. Um, so sit Tyler Boyd. Ty, um, here, I'll ask you this. Tyler Boyd or Rashad Bateman? Two very disappointing fantasy assets. Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are hanging on to Rashad Bateman. He's still because I did all the super I, stuff I'm, today. I'm hanging on to Rashad Bateman too. He, he's still on my bench, but. I'm not playing him. Yeah, so I'm 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 not either. Uh, Joe Mixon must start. Yep. Uh, Devonta Freeman. How do we feel? Yeah. Here, let's do this. Flex. Devonta Freeman or Tyler Boyd? Freeman. 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 Okay. Does it matter? Make a difference? PPR standard half PPR? No. No. Okay. Perfect. Um. Uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Most Andrews. Or CJ. No, I'm just kidding. Mark, Mark Andrews tight end one in my rankings this week. Yeah. First time this season. Uh, well, Mike and I talked about it on the rankings. Ep- I'm sorry, on the review episode this week. Walker, where does Mark Andrews fall for you next year? In the ranks? next year, um, whew, uh, probably first. First. Wowie zowie. Probably. Um, yeah. he's the best pass catcher on a team that's committed to throwing more. Um. He's an incredible football player. He's and he's much younger and healthier than um, he's much younger than Kelsey and much more durable than Kittle at this point in their careers. So um, he has the least data points against him. I, I, I would probably put him one um, Kittle two, Kelsey three, I think. Let's go. Mike Ooh, and I Kelsey all had those three. Yeah, wow. Mike and I had those three top three, but um, I think we both had Kelsey second. So. Yeah, I mean, I love Kittle, obviously. I mean, he, he's doing work for my fantasy team right now, and he's an incredible football player. But I, you just, you, I don't think you can expect him to play 17 games. I, he's he's going to give you 12 really good games and then, like, one dud where he gets hurt and four weeks where he doesn't play. Yeah, well, I think he'll play 17 games next year, just 14 during the regular season. Fair. There you I go. Guess. Uh uh, so, so Super Bowl winner right there. 49. No, so no, because the Niners are not going to get a bye. He'll yes, uh, they are. No, Jeff's saying they're going to get to the conference championship and lose to I don't know the Cowboys. Oh, oh that would be now. brutal. Oh, Kill God. me now. Um, the cow, Cowboy Cowboys under first year head coach Kellen Moore. Uh, Niners. I'm realizing Niners. Their best case scenario is a collision course with the um, Cowboys, and I'm not happy about it. So. I've been uh, just as a, like a quick sidebar. I was uh, going through the other night um, all of the teams that I would like fire the coach and hire somebody else. And uh, what I came up with was um, the Vikings, um, the Giants, the Cowboys, uh, the Panthers. Yeah. The Seahawks, the Bengals, because I still think Zach Taylor's a horrible coach. I think he's being carried by a really good roster. 
Um, would you fire? So on the Cowboys, would you fire Mike McCarthy and promote Kellen Moore, or do you yes, want somebody that's, else? Yes, that's, that's what correct. you do. Yeah, like for the Bengals, I'd fire Zach Taylor and hire Joe Brady. Okay, yeah, Joe Brady's floating out there. He's going to be a head coach next year, I think, somewhere. Yeah, that, that would just be the absolute perfect fit because he knows Burrow, he knows Chase. It 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 would be so good that their offense would be like top three in the league. Um, yeah, I think I put uh, I put Todd Bowles in Vegas. I think. Okay. Just uh, because yeah. he he's like a really stabilizing influence. That's what I was gonna say. He's a steady, boring coach. And yeah, that's... they they desperately need somebody who can just like coach good. So, uh, special teams coach is doing pretty good, I think. Versace right? is not bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, his in-game decision-making is not good, but his motivation seems to be pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. I would keep him around, but I don't I don't think he should be a head coach. Yeah, um, there's a difference between, like, being a bad coach and just being in over your head, and I think Versace is just – he wasn't. He didn't sign up for this. Like, he, no, he's he right, absolutely not, yeah. But, like, I put, uh, I put Byron Leftwich in Jacksonville. That's a foregone conclusion. I yeah, think. that I, I would be I happen. would be like shocked and disgusted if they didn't give Leftwich that job. I mean, that just wouldn't make any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's a better coach than he was a quarterback. Yeah, making you feel old. Uh, Byron Leftwich and D'Amico Ryan's are both coordinators in the league. Guys who I both had on my fantasy team. D'Amico Ryan's could get some head coaching interviews too. It's possible he's going to get interviews because of. I mean, let's be honest here. Because of the rule. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere, though. He's, There's he, going to be a lot of guys. The Lions are going to be the team for that. There's yeah. going to be so many guys on the Lions staff to get Rooney Rule interviews that don't actually get jobs. Like, do Staley and Aaron Glenn are both going to get head coaching interviews, and neither of them are even going to be legitimately considered for any of them. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel like D'Amico Ryan's right now, because um, the 49ers defense, the numbers are good, but it's mostly the pass rush. And then numbers getting hidden by penalties. like So yeah. they look like they're a really good defense, but it's just because teams march up and down the field with pass interference. So anyways, uh, Baltimore and Cincy, huh? Um, let's do win, lose, or draw. Devonta Freeman, Marquise Brown, and Joe Mixon. Uh, Marquise Brown, I just want to say, really weird stat line last week. Uh, 10 for 54. On 14 targets. Mark Andrews yeah. had the only reception over eight yards last week. Christ. Uh, that's Tyler Huntley offense for you. The dude is accurate. He makes quick decisions. He's a really good runner, but he just has no arm strength. He cannot throw the ball downfield at all. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we lose our draw, Walker. Uh, I will go uh, win Marquise Brown because I think he gets a bunch of targets again and uh, – does a little bit more with them against a worse secondary. Uh, draw Joe Mixon. Uh, I think he has a normal, solid Joe Mixon game, like a mid-tier to back-end RB1. And uh, Devontae Freeman lost just because what we had come to expect from him in like the six weeks before that was big snap share, solid RB2 production, and I just don't see that happening this week. I think he's more of a flex guy at this point. Yeah, Devonta Freeman's kind of fallen off a map after the first few weeks where he kicked the door down. Um, Mike, what are you thinking? Um, thinking about what? Uh, the wind Sorry, loser. I got a text message. Uh, oh, no worries. Um, Devonta Freeman, Hollywood Brown, Joe Mixon, win, loser, draw. Uh, win, loser, draw for those guys. I, you know, I think Joe Mixon gets back in the end zone, so I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. 
the draw would be Marquise Brown, and then that leaves a loss for Devontae Freeman. So because James Conner is probably not going to play, and if he does play, he's probably going to play poorly, I need Joe Mixon to be a loss so I can continue to needle Kev. So I'm going to go loss for Joe Mixon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will go uh, win for Marquise Brown because I think that um, – the problem with Marquise Brown's production in PPR league was was like high yardage, low volume. And I think going high volume, low yardage is more um, conducive to fantasy points, like solid fantasy points. And I'll go uh, draw Devonta Freeman, but the Devonta Freeman that we've seen uh, lately. Um, so who wins this one, boys? I am going Cincy. Agreed. Uh, yep, Cincy. All right. So that takes us to the Rams and Minnesota. The Rams are 10 and 4. Minnesota is seven and seven. This is a 49 and a half point over under Rams three point road favorites. Uh, Kirk Cousins is dealing with a ribs issue. Um, he is upgraded to full for Thursday's practice. I didn't even realize he had an issue um, until I saw this report just now. Um, so cool, I guess. Um, Adam Thielen is limited with his ankle injury. Uh, Dalvin Cook, probably the biggest news, is on the COVID-19 list. He is unvaccinated, so he will not be playing this weekend. There is zero chance. He has to like, sit out for 10 days. Like um, Dalvin Cook. You got him. <laughs> more like more, more like Dalvid-19 Cook. Dalvid Cook. Dalvid Cook. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cookvid. <laughs> just tweet out yeah more like dalvin cookvid <laughs> um anyways uh, madison is off of the COVID 19 list so he will be getting the start this weekend uh, it was the buzz of twitter uh this morning a fantasy twitter uh for the rams uh the rams activated rob havenstein off of the reserve COVID list he's the right tackle um and uh cam Akers was designated for a turn off of the um injured reserve with his Achilles injury. So here's my take on Cam Akers. Um, if you have a free roster spot, why not? But don't expect anything from him this year. That's no, no yeah. not for fantasy, at least. This no. this is purely for playoffs. They're trying to they're trying to get him more practice time to get him ready for the playoffs so that they can unleash a rested Cam Akers uh, in, in the big games. But yeah, for fantasy playoffs, uh, he's not going to be useful. Yeah, no. this is this is my honest take on the Cam Akers thing. So they've got three weeks to activate him. There are three weeks left in the season. This is them keeping their options open to see if he can stand up to three weeks worth of practice before the playoffs. That's my honest opinion of it. I don't think yeah. they expect it back for the playoffs. This is a stress test, I think. Yeah, because if he's ready, then they'll yeah, they'll put him out there because he is their most talented running back. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I for fantasy, he's not useful. Yeah, I think it's just a no-lose scenario for the Rams. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. if he re-injures his Achilles, that's a loss. But he could do that rehabbing. I just think it's a no-lose situation for the Rams. Um, he'll probably be, be getting the most followed three weeks of partial practice. Um, but I'm not expecting anything of him. Even though I picked him up in places, half to be annoying, half because I had uh, roster spots because I lost out on Fab. So I was like, eh, why not? I have a hole in my roster. Um, but I don't expect anything from him. Um, but I just did it to be annoying other places. Um, so for this one, uh, Mike, your question is about Alexander Madison. And you want to know if we can trust him with top 15 numbers. I'm curious your thought process on this. Yeah, well, actually, I had it with Dalvin Cook. And then we realized Dalvin Cook is not going to play. So I switched it out. Alexander Madison and 
Rams defense is, you know, one of the, the better ones. But we've seen Alexander Madison when he's had the ball to himself put up these kind of numbers, if not better. Um, I'm just wondering if he's going to finish in the top 15. Walker, you you probably already have that answer. Um, where do you have him ranked? Well, I haven't adjusted for Cook being out yet. I had Cook at three. I won't have Madison that high, but I will have Madison in the top 15. Yeah, so somebody made a pithy point on Twitter, and it actually actually made me think because uh, they pointed out that Alexander Madison hasn't had a start against a good run defense yet um, in his career. So I still think he's going to be top 15, but I think there's a lot of people who expect him to just slide into that Dalvin Cook role because rightfully how he's performed in the past would dictate that. But here's the thing. Do you know where all of his big touch games came against? Literally Lions. all of it. All of his big touch games have been the Lions and the Seahawks. Three oh. Lions games, two Seahawks games. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, those it's are the only teams weird, he's got to yeah. start against. So, um, yeah, and both teams have been not great against the run. So, I think he's going to be top 15. I mean, there's a lot of people talking like he's a must pick up if he's available. Um, of he's probably not. But people are talking like he's going to be a straight Dalvin Cook. I would pump those brakes a little bit. But I would still say top 15. Yep. Mike, do you have other thoughts on the matter? Um, no, I, I think you guys covered it pretty well. Um, he's not Dalvin Cook, but he's also a very good running back and has a chance against the Rams to show his abilities. And I think top 15 is pretty much the range that I would have him in, around, you know, 12 to 15, not you know, anywhere between 8 and 5th or, you know, 8, right. that kind of area. So, okay. Uh, Justin Jefferson must start. Matthew, oh. Staff- Matthew Stafford must start. Yeah, so those are the must starts. I was going to say, uh, if Adam Thielen doesn't play, do we, is KJ Osborne a start? Uh, flex. Flex. Mike, what do you think? Well, I do like the fact that if KJ, if Osborne is the receiver there, that um, Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over Justin Jefferson, which mm-hmm. should leave KJ Osborne for multiple targets. And I do think Minnesota is going to be behind in this game, which means they'll have to throw. And if Justin Jefferson is struggling with Jalen Ramsey, that leaves KJ Osborne as the recipient. And I like that. I think he could definitely be a flex option. Okay. Um, I would say I would, yeah, KJ Osborne as a flex. It doesn't look like Adam Thielen's going to play every ancillary Rams option I also think is a flex that Sony Michelle Daryl Henderson which I wouldn't recommend Daryl Henderson Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson I just think that um I mean Sony Michelle sucks yeah Sony Michelle I think is a good flex I just think that um I don't know I I'm having trouble trusting Sony Michelle because he's Sony Michelle and we've had trouble trusting him in the past, He's but a lot of that so, was 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 Bill Belichick. That was the thing yeah, too. That's what Michelle. I think Fire up Sony of, Michelle. Start Sony yeah. Michelle. There we go. As of right now, Michelle's the lead back. Uh, I have I have Michelle as a low end RB two, and I have Henderson as a like desperation flex. So yeah, yeah. Um, same thing with Beckham and Jefferson. Those guys are flex plays if you if you want. They're high upside, low floor, but. Against a bad defense like this, it's a good chance either one of them catches a deep touchdown. Yeah. Um, Higby, Conklin, get him off your rosters. Uh, Conklin's been useless the last four weeks, and uh, Higby's been useless uh, his whole life. He's a bad guy. (laughs) 
except <laughs> for four games. He was he was still a bad guy, but he was useful for those four games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bad guy. Um. Anyways. Uh. So I think that's it. So Walker, let's talk win, loser, draw. Uh. I will talk about Mike's win, loser. Oh, draw. Mike. Sorry, Mike. Let's talk win, loser, draw. I so much wanted uh, another Jefferson in this in this situation. <laughs> that would have been so funny. I could go Jefferson, 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 but unfortunately, there's nobody Jefferson that's fantasy irrelevant. So I got Jefferson, Jefferson, and Osborne. Um, uh, I would go Jefferson. Lost to Os or win to Osborne. Sorry, win to Osborne. Um, lost to Van Jefferson. I think he's kind of getting pushed aside because they were like, oh yeah, Cooper Cup's still amazing. Let's just give Cooper Cup all the targets still. Yeah, and, and then they and, threw the ball to Ben Skoranek five times last week for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they've been doing that. It's so weird. That he just sucks. Like, I don't know yeah, why he's, he's ever on the field. I don't, he's I don't like think. a seventh-round draft choice. So. Yeah, yeah. He's him really and bad. Jake Funk were at the end of the draft. Yeah, he's had five targets in two of the last four games. I don't know why they keep putting him on the field. Hey, at least they finally cut J.J. Koski, who's the worst football player I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. Uh, I forgot J.J. Koski so bad. existed. Um, and then I would have Justin Jefferson as whatever's left. The draw. The win? The draw. draw. The win. The draw. Yeah. Because I yeah. think Justin Jefferson's amazing. I think he'll get a lot of Jalen Ramsey. I think that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. But honestly, I think Justin Jefferson wins it. I, I think it'll be pretty even. But Jefferson should probably get something like, you know, 10 or 11 targets, I would figure. So he's probably going to have, like, five for 70 and a touchdown or something, which is still a solid game. Um, so yeah, I'll go with, I'll go with the same thing. Fan loss, JJ draw KJ win. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't like that matchup at all with Jalen Jeff, um, Jalen Ramsey. I, I, I do believe it's going to sort of be, uh, an even kind of situation, but it's, it's still what, what is even like Four for sixty and maybe a touchdown, uh, perhaps. You know, I can't count on touchdowns, so I I'm going to go with Jefferson with the loss, um, and then Osborne with the win and Van with the draw. Okay, cool. Uh, sounds good. Uh, one thing, uh, Kenny and Wangwu. This is my thoughts on Kenny and Wangwu. Um, we don't know what's going on with Omicron and Delta, and if Madison can get reinfected, so I would pick up Wangwu just oh. in case yeah but i would not play him if madison is healthy because we saw it earlier this year when when cook is out they just give all the touches to madison yep. so i would pick up wong Wu, but i would not start him unless madison is out it's a proactive pickup yes. correct yep i agree okay perfect and uh i just wanted to get that out there um rams are gonna win this one yep yeah rams win vikings yeah. Rams win, Vikings lose. I'm sure it'll be some sort of weird, heartbreaking way because that's how the Rams are. I'm sorry, that's how the uh, Vikings always lose. So Matthew Stafford, four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins, four picks. Uh, no, Kirk Cousins, two touchdowns, 38 passing yards. He's somehow going to get worse <laughs> than last week. No, he's going to no, no, no. He's going to be the opposite of last week, where he's going to throw for like 390, two touchdowns and four picks. Oh, man, that would be an interesting – that would be a fun game to watch because it would just be Kirk Cousins just throwing the ball all over, all over the place for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, not fun as in it's a good football game, but fun as in chaos ball. Um, the same reason people watch Maction. Uh, even when I didn't watch college football, it was the only football I really watched because <laughs> it was like, let's go. Insane. Uh, Buffalo, 8-6. and six. New England, 9-5. and five. 
We are going to go faster, and we are somehow going slower. Um, 43-point over under New England, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, since I made the question for this game, and actually since we started uh, recording, upgraded to a full participant in practice. Cool. Um, so he was dealing with a knee issue. Cole Beasley is on the COVID-19 list. Uh, let's all get a laugh. Lol. Lol. <laughs> uh-huh. Get out of here, COVID-19. COVID Beasley. Get out of here. COVID-19, folks. All right. Uh, that's it for the uh, Bills. For the Patriots, uh, Nelson Aguilar is in concussion protocol, probably not going to play. Ramondre Stevenson has bubble guts. He didn't practice. Uh, Damian Harris was limited in practice on Thursday uh, and Wednesday with hamstring issues. Kendrick Bourne has COVID. Um, and that is it. So my question for this game, will Mac Jones throw the ball more than, no, I'm just kidding. Um, cause last <laughs> time times. I threw the ball three times. My actual three question times. is, can Gabe Davis keep this up? Cause, uh, Gabriel Davis has been, uh, good in the last three games. Uh, I'm sorry. The last, yeah, the, the last two games, sorry. Yeah, where he's had 15 dynasty. targets, 10 catches, 128 yards and three touchdowns across the two games. So dynasty Twitter hopping mad. What's that? Dynasty Twitter hopping mad about it. Just absolutely aghast that a man who was drafted in the fifth round that didn't have an incredible athletic profile is somehow good at football. Have you considered his breakout age? Have you considered <laughs> that? Yeah. My my question to to those guys is, have you considered watching a football game? <laughs> Gabe um, Davis, good when he's on the football field. Uh, yeah, I, I think he keeps it up. Um New England's a tough matchup, obviously, but Stefan Diggs is going to see J.C. Jackson. He's going to get the shadow coverage. He's going to be the guy they try to take away. Uh, Gabe will be the benefit. The will benefit from that. Um, you know, I'm not expecting like a massive game or anything like that, but I think a solid like four for sixty and uh, maybe a touchdown. So, yeah, I figure Gabe is a good flex this week. Um, in terms of other guys on this on, on this one to try to speed it up. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you're, you're not super comfortable starting anybody on the Patriots. Um, Mac Jones is a definite no. The receivers are all definite. No, um, you can play Henry if you want, that's fine. And you can play whichever running back starts, probably Damian Harris. So I think those are fine, but like, uh, and then on the Buffalo side, Singletary's getting like all the touches. So he's, yeah, a, he's, our, he's yeah, he was going to be my second question. Is he must start? While we're I, about it. I don't know about must start, but he's a good play. He's an RB2 this week, I'd say. Um, and then I, you're playing Josh Allen. I know the matchup sucks, but you're playing Josh Allen. Uh, he's way too good for fantasy not to do it. And he's been running lately, which is huge, a uh, huge boon. And, uh, yeah, you're playing Stefan Diggs again. I know it's a bad matchup, but you're playing him. He's too good not to. I wouldn't play Emmanuel Sanders. And I would try to avoid Dawson Knox if I could. Okay. Um, real quick, Mike, before we go to you, I would just like to point out two sets of numbers here. 6'3", 212, 32 and a quarter inch arms, uh, 4.5, 340. Uh, this other set of numbers, 6'2", 216, 32 and a quarter arms, 5.5 or 4.5, 440. Uh, one is... Brian Edwards, who Dynasty Twitter loves, and the other is Gabe Davis, who Dynasty Twitter hates. Yeah, but Brian Edwards had uh, has broke out at 18 and was picked in the second round, so that means he's good. Yeah, Gabe Davis is younger than Brian Edwards. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, Brent. I and the thing is too is that I I really liked Brian Edwards as a prospect too. Like I I uh, 
I, I still think he's a good football player. I don't know what's gone wrong in the NFL, but at this point, you can't expect him to just suddenly figure it out. So, yeah, I'm about to burn Dynasty Twitter down because I'm just going to do parentheses. Gabe Davis is younger than Brian Edwards. All right, Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Destroy um, that retweet. Uh, how do you feel about the. Is there anybody on the Patriots that you want to start? Uh, only if there's a running back that's not sharing the, the load. So if Ramondre Stevenson is out and it's Damian, then I'm going to go Damian Harris. If it's the other way around, then perfectly okay. But if they're both out there carrying the ball, then no, I'm I'm staying away from every single Patriot. Um, not only because they're hurt or out, but it's I don't I don't trust anybody. So. I mean, when you're better, when your best player is like Kendrick Bourne, then you you have a yeah. problem. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'd ignore all Patriots. Okay, and then for the Bills, uh, Mike, uh, what do you, how do you feel about Devin Singletary? Um, I think Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs are both straightforward. Same as Dawson Knox. So let's talk yes. about Devin Singletary. I yeah, if Zach Moss is out. I, the Patriots are twentieth against the run, twentieth worst, and. I could see Singletary having a, a big load and he's <laughs> very big load and, um, <laughs> and catch some passes. He, he'll catch two or three passes a game. And uh, I RB two flex um, guy, I, I would not have any problems putting him in there. And in fact, I would try to submit him either as an RB two or flex option. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so Hunter Henry, uh, he's an okay play this week. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, just like a desperation, I'd have him over like I'd rather start him or CJ Uzoma than him, uh, but not like Jared Cook. I don't understand why Jared Cook's rostered in almost sixty percent of leagues. Dude is bad at football. Um, Plus he's so, like what sixty eight. So yeah, dude, I thought he was older than me. He's younger than me, so he's spry. He's oh, a spry yeah. young pup. Um. <laughs> So, Walker, since he's finding my tweet to smash that retweet button, uh, win, lose, or draw for Walker is Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, and Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm going to go win for Diggs because uh, Sanders being beat up, no Cole Beasley. I think Josh Allen will go back to a safety blanket. I think it'll be a draw for Josh – or no, I think it'll be a loss for Josh Allen because he's not going to be – not going to have as varied of production uh, from his wide receivers. Like, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be – compromised he's going to have no Cole Beasley so it's just going to be like Knox Davis and Diggs so he's going to have less to work with so I'll put him as a loss slightly and um Singletary as the draw I guess because he is just he's turned into like a steady Eddie guy I like that yeah I I think Singletary for me is the win though um I, I but you can go either way. You could go draw Singletary and go win Singletary. I think both of them work just fine. Um, but I, I, I could see him getting in the end zone. I, he's going to be the main guy there. So I like him to bust out a little bit. Uh, Allen is, is the draw, and then Diggs is the loss. Yeah, I agree with Mike. Uh, Singletary win, Allen draw, Diggs loss. And I'm going with a Buffalo Bills victory. Oof. I'm agreeing with Walker. Yeah, I, I agree, too. Uh, normally, I would go with New England if both teams were healthy, but with New England not having anything out there, and you have Mac Jones, who's you know just very much of a 250, one or two touchdown guy, I don't, 
I don't even see that happening this week. So, yeah, Buffalo in, in this game. Listen, Mac, that's my Joe Biden impression. I hope you guys liked it. All right. Yeah. Uh, this next game, we are just basically going to sit, skip. Jacksonville 2-12, and 12, Jets 3-11, and 41.5 point over under, Jets 2.5 point favorite. Start James Robinson, yes? Yes. Yep. Start oh, Michael yeah. Carter? Uh, maybe. May- yeah, maybe. If you're desperate. Like Ignore everybody else in this game. Yes. Start uh, Laquan Treadwell and James O'Shaughnessy if you're desperate. That's it. Win, lose, or draw. J-Rob, Michael Carter, and the spirit of the holidays. Win, J-Rob. That Jets defense, again, historically bad against running backs. Uh, Draw the spirit of the holidays. It's always the same. Lost Michael Carter. He's still not – he still hasn't knocked the rust off, and he's also not that great. Yeah. Uh, everybody, oh, I forgot to do injuries. Everybody on the Jets has COVID. Uh, James, everybody who doesn't have COVID is Jameson Crowder, who is sidelined for practice on Thursday. Uh, Zach Wilson's bad at football. Uh, Carlos Hyde was placed on IR. Uh, Dan Arnold was designated to return from IR. LaVisca Chenault is limited in practice with a foot and shoulder injury. And Ryquel Armstead's back, baby. Oh, cool. I'm actually glad that he's not, like, permanently damaged by his COVID from last year. Yeah, yeah, because he, Mike, I don't know if you remember, but he had to, like, he missed the year because he was in the hospital for COVID for a long time. Yeah, he was the one that got it the worst. Yeah, that was an unironic Reichwell Armstead's back, baby. Yeah, so, um, Mike, anything, any any other disagreement about uh, J-Rob, Michael Carter, and uh, the spirit of the holidays? Um, No, I think Walker nailed it. All right, I'm going to go with the Jets. I, I will also go with the Jets. Uh, this game is miserable. Uh, I'm going to go Jacksonville. Oh, Mike loves Trevor Lawrence. Hell yeah. Mike's going to throw his I mean, first touchdown do in like six games. I do love Trevor Lawrence, but. No, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is good. This team is a nightmare, though. Since week eight, one touchdown, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, baby. All right. Giants and Philly. Uh, Giants are four and ten. Philly is seven and seven. This is a 40 and a half point over under. Philly, 10 point favorites. Uh, Injuries in this one. Kadarius Toney's off the COVID list. I'm sure he'll figure out another way to get hurt before Sunday. Um, Jayo Judd said he'll wait late in the week to name a starting quarterback because there's apparently a competitive advantage between Jake Fromm and Mike Lennon. They've got to play Fromm at this point. I mean, there's no reason to play Glennon. No, Glennon, Glennon's old and sucks, and yeah. Fromm is young and sucks. So at least, like, Fromm could get better, theoretically. Yeah, young and sucks could be good in a few years. Old and sucks is done. Jake Fromm could be anything. He could even be Daniel Jones. That's right. All right, uh, Sterling Shepard <laughs> confirmed torn AC, or Achilles. He's out for the year. Philly, um, Jalen Hurts has an ankle issue, but he was limited for the second straight practice. Um, so we'll see how that, uh, goes on, but yeah, he's fine. Uh, Jordan Howard is upgraded to a full participant with a knee injury. Miles Sanders did not practice for the second straight day on Thursday with a quad issue. Man cannot stay healthy. Nick Sirianni has COVID. Um, Nick Sick, sick Sirianni. Uh, Nick, no, God, no. no. Sirianni's been pretty good. Yeah, no, Sirianni, he's been kind of a dope at times, but he's been fine. Okay, I haven't watched any of the Eagles games this year. I mean, they're seven and seven now, so yeah, they're fine. They're, I mean, they're they are an average team. Yeah, they're they're fine. Which with seven playoff spots, like they're in playoff honest playoff contention. So it's like, yep, yeah, they're they're fine. They're not going to get fired if they went like 
four and and if they were the giants then sirianni would be in trouble but they're yeah they're not so we're good Um, all right mike let's go to your questions on this one is there a wide receiver worth starting in this matchup not really yeah i'm gonna roll that one further are there three players worth starting in this game yeah right that's yes sanders Jalen hurts miles sanders and dallas goddard Ooh, I forgot about uh, Dallas Goddard. So there's four. Uh, I would say Saquon Barkley Goddard. kind of. A yeah, Sa- Saquon's a, a RB2. Yeah. So those four, that's it. Don't even entertain anybody else. Yep. Uh, Kenny Galladay is dead, despite Mike's win-loser draw. Kenny Galladay, he's not actually dead, but yeah, his fantasy prospects are dead. Can, I have been staring at, so I have a, my home league has, Two flexes, three wide receivers, and eight bench spots. And Kenny Galladay has been sitting on the waiver wire for like four weeks. <laughs> Nobody Jeez. wants. Nobody yeah. wants to touch that dude. Yep. Um. So all right. Um. I think that's it. You start Barkley as a running back too. You can get away from him. You start Miles Sanders as a running back too. You can get away from him. Can't get away from Hertz. Can't get away from Goddard. That's that. Yep. Mike, win, lose, or draw. Well, it depends on who the starting running back is for the Eagles, but uh, Barkley, Howard, or Sanders, whoever's there is the guy, um, mm-hmm. and then Kenny Galladay. Uh, Kenny Galladay is the lose. I think that's a pretty yeah. <laughs> determination there. Um, I'll go with Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders, whichever's the starting running back. Well, I mean, they they have run the ball a lot all year, and they're finally giving the number one running back a lot of touches. Yeah, um, it's been so, Sanders. I, I think it'll be Sanders. I mean, yeah. he's gotten, what, like 43 carries over the last two weeks, so. Yeah, he'll be all right. And then Saquon Barkley is draw. Yep, I agree. He'll get 12 points somehow. Yep. Mike, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, draw for Barkley, uh, win for Howard or Sanders. And oh, Galladay. I, I forgot. You can uh you can entertain Devonte Booker as a flex right now because for some reason he's getting like eleven touches a game. He That's is. Weird. Did that happen last week too? Yep. Yep. He's had double digit points three straight weeks. What about Evan Ingram? No. Has no. anybody done less with more than Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram has a great matchup, and I have him ranked twenty fifth. I mean, I was desperate for streamers this week, and I saw Evan Ingram. I was like, absolutely not. I, I would not rather stream that. Albert Okwugbunum, and he is a backup tight end. I like Albert O. He's going to be uh, He's good. Thing. He's a good player. My guess is they probably let Fant walk, and they just install Okwugbunum as the starter after next season. So uh, Evan Ingram had 654 receiving yards on 109 targets last year. Somehow he's on pace to do worse than that this year. That man is so he, he gets worse every year. I don't yeah, understand how this his best year was his rookie season and he's just continued to go downhill since. Yeah, it's mind boggling. This man is out of control. Um all Benjamin right. button ass. <laughs> uh I'm gonna say Philly wins. I agree. Yeah, Philadelphia, of course. I wrote high instead of This five. won't even be close. <laughs> yeah, this the, is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, this is going to be a game where like Jalen Hurts could run for like two touchdowns in the first quarter, and then it's just coasting from there. Jalen Hurts like plays like two and a half quarters, has 180 total yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, and then it's Gardner Minshew time, and he gets another touchdown. Yeah, it's like four. It finishes like 45 to 17. 
Yeah, it's going to be a bad game. All right. Uh, Buccaneers are a football team. There we go. Who are 10 and four. And the Panthers are five and nine. Uh, this is a also 40, a football team. Also a football, technically. Uh, Carolina is at home. It is a 44 point over under Tampa Bay. 11 point favorites. Um, for this one, uh, Levante David is on IR with a foot injury. Leonard Fournette is on IR. As well, uh, they expect him back for the playoffs. Uh, Antonio Brown was limited in practice with his ankle injury, so ch- check out that. Mike Evans, back-to-back DNPs on Wednesday and Thursday with a hamstring issue, mm-hmm. so check out that. Uh, Chris Godwin's out for the year, so check out that. I picked up Ty Johnson in some deep leagues just in case because I've got a lot of Do COVID guys. you mean Tyler Johnson? Uh, at some places, he's actually Ty Johnson as well. Oh. But yes, I mean Tyler Johnson. Okay. Yeah. No, some places he's Ty, Ty Johnson, too. I don't know why, but yes, Tyler Johnson. All right, then. This guy. This guy hates me. Uh, uh, now I'm lost. Uh, oh, uh, there I am. Pretty okay. much it. Yeah, uh, Buck signed Lev Bell, but he is irrelevant. That's what I was looking for. Yep. Um, that's what I was looking for is the last line here. Uh, don't pick up Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't care. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn sucks. No, they're going to give every possible touch to Rojo. Okay, so DJ Moore uh, did not practice on Thursday, second consecutive day, hamstring issue, so might not play. Sam Darnold's back, baby. Check out don't, that. <laughs> don't start a Panthers player. End of sentence. Uh, probably not. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough out there. If they're gonna have three different quarterbacks potentially playing in this game, like what are you they're doing? Not, no, 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 no. If if Darnold plays, that means PJ Walker's done. But what if Darnold gets hurt again and then they put PJ Walker back in Walker? I mean, they said that they were going to play both of them last week and then only Newton played. So actually, you know what? They did that earlier in the year, too. I think Matt Rule is a big fat liar. Yeah, Matt Rule just sucks at his job. Yeah, he's just a he's a he's a liar. Um, yeah, Robbie Anderson, the mastermind behind said. this offense is it's not Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt not following the rule. Yes, get him. We I like destroyed that. his ass. Yeah. Uh, my question is, is Antonio Brown a wide receiver one rest of season? Uh, n- no, because he's a crazy person. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he is a crazy fair. person. I but I think sure. Bruce Arians has pretty much come out and said without coming out and saying, like, as long as he doesn't kill or like, rape somebody, then he's going to be on the team. So, yeah, well, it was with everybody else hurt. Yeah, no, I I think I think Antonio Brown is a wide receiver one for the rest of the season. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I have him like top, like top, yeah, top 15 to 18, but I don't know about quarterback or wide receiver one. Yeah, I'll say top 12. I mean, like I said, Antonio Brown's still good at football, horrible person, and uh, Bruce Arians is an idiot for keeping him around that team, and I think that'll eventually go wrong, but. For a couple of weeks, he should be fine for fantasy. Um, against Carolina, I know this is a good defense on paper, but I, they've basically given up at this point. They're clearly not playing real hard. Um, they've got a lot of guys hurt. I, uh, you play Brady, you play Rojo, you play any. Uh, yeah, if Evans or Antonio Brown play or both, you play all of them. You play Gronkowski, um, and then yeah, on the Carolina side. You, the, Tampa's pass defense isn't very good, so you can stream Newton if you're desperate, but I really wouldn't recommend it. Um, you can you can play DJ Moore if he plays. If he doesn't, you can play Robbie Anderson as like a wide receiver three. Uh, 
I would stay away from Tuba Hubbard against a good run defense. And um, Amir Abdullah is like a desperation flex because he catches yeah. a few passes. Yeah, I have him as a sleeper as like a you can put him in there and he'll probably get you nine fantasy points, ten fantasy points in PPR. Yeah, yeah Abdullah's going to have like, balls. Yeah, this week he's going to have like five carries for 18 yards and four catches for 34 yards. Yeah, so he'll cobble together some points. Um, so, Walker, you wanted to know about Newton, Abdullah, and DJ Moore. And I say, loss, loss, loss. Yeah, not allowed. Uh, DJ Moore, draw, because he's the same player every week that he plays. Um, even though he's been bad lately, he's, uh, I'm sorry, I should say this. He's the same player every year. Uh, he's going to get four touchdowns again, boys. The curse yep. has been passed on to DJ Moore. Yep. Um, Abdullah win because he was on the street. Well, no, he wasn't on the street. He was on special teams, but he was fantasy irrelevant. And now we're talking about him. So that's a win and a loss to Cameron Newton because Sam Darnold may play in this game. And I know Matt Rule's been a liar, but he may not be a liar about this. And this may be pressure from above because they have that big campaign to be like, Sam Darnold's our future. Um, If you guys remember that. Yeah, I do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with more loss, Newton draw, Abdullah win. Mike, win, lose, draw, Cam Newton, Abir Abdullah, and DJ Moore. So, yeah, I'll go with win, Abdullah. I, I really think they're going to get him some more carries just because Chuba Hubbard has just not been good. And whatever that is, um, both of them together aren't getting a lot of carries, even if you combine it. But um, I I don't want to see more of Abdullah. I think he's the better asset there. So win for Abdullah, draw for more, and the loss uh, is Newton. All right. Is anybody going crazy, or do we have a Tampa Bay sweep? Tampa's winning this. Oh, Tampa Bay, yeah. Tom Brady was was uh, shut out for the third time in his career, and every uh, the other two times he went scorched earth the next game. So um, good, good luck to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, next- exactly. Next game up, Chargers in Houston. Let's get this out of the way. Chargers win, right? Yes. Yep. All right, let's get into the game. Uh, Chargers, 8-6. Houston, 3-11. and 45.5 point over under. Chargers, 9.5 point favorites. Uh, for the char- Chargers, Donald Parham did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, that's to be expected. I would not expect Donald Parham for a while, given the uh, nature of his injury from last week. It was a very scary concussion. Uh, Jalen Guyton and Austin Eckler on the reserve COVID list. Eckler um, on his own podcast said he's probably not going to play. So I think coming Mm -hmm. from the horse's mouth, that's a good thing you can trust. Justin Uh, Jackson. Yeah, Justin Jackson. uh, uh, I have him in my sleeper. He technically qualifies as a sleeper this week. So I put a bunch of socialism jokes in the uh, the, uh, write-up for it. I titled the article, Seizing the Means of Fantasy Production. So... um, (laughs) Uh, Joey Bosa won't be playing because he is unvaccinated. Uh, so he is definitely out. Um, and Corey Lindsley is on the COVID list. Uh, we'll see if he can get activated for the game for Houston. No Brandon Cooks. Uh, he has he's on the COVID IR, so probably none for him. Um, I'm going to propose something to you guys. From time to time, when we get sick of talking about a player, we've done it during the Antonio Brown drama. We've done it during the Sean Watson drama. We say it's not worth talking about this player. We're not going to talk about this player anymore. Can we put David Johnson on that list? Because for some reason, we act like this guy is still fantasy relevant. And he is terrible. I don't want to talk about him anymore ever again. 
Yeah, he sucks. Uh, it's he's going on the uh, do not talk about list simply by uh, being old and washed. Yeah, he is on the do not talk about list for the same reason Rex Burkhead is his teammate who has had like 40 carries in the last three games. Yeah, if you're going to play a running back on this team, it's Burkhead, but you shouldn't play any of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's not I, a good was, idea. Isn't David Johnson injured, too? Yeah, yeah, that's why He's I brought it up because I don't want to talk about it anymore. When 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 I go through the news reports and it's like, um, I, I'm trying to think. It's like, uh, you know, Damian Williams has a quad injury. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm I'm proposing putting David Johnson on that list. Um, yeah, because that's fine. I don't care. Um, well, I mean, if you're looking at David Johnson, right, and we know running game, he's just not been good and it's just been just awful as as far as his running game and then you're looking at his receiving which he really does good but he's only had two games where he's caught um more than four passes mike why are you talking about <laughs> i'm like don't talk about him you're like let me go on an extended conversation about <laughs> let me tell you more about david johnson no <laughs> he was drafted in in the third round out of northern him. iowa he played receiver in college i'm ending yeah. the podcast um, all right. Um, my question in this game is uh, two guys who are going to get a, 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 bi- a, a bigger look because of COVID in a flex. Nico Collins or Justin Jackson this week? Jackson. Next question. Yeah, Jackson. For, yeah, sure, I, for sure. I like how we've all adopted this next question thing when it's a when it's a slam dunk. That's right. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, Jeff, sometimes you have good ideas. Yeah, there we go. Every once in a while. Uh, speaking most of good of my, ideas, most of the good ideas on this website come from me, though, of course. Yeah, like you're gonna drink uh, a thousand. <laughs> you're gonna drink house. a gram of caffeine. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> gonna be a, it's really good. I'm going to uh, I'm I'm essentially going to drug myself for twenty five dollars. <laughs> That's right. Um, we got to get that live though. That. Oh, we're going to record a podcast while Walker is on this coffee. Don't worry. Yeah, we should do that. It's going to come out as a Patreon episode. It's just not even going to be about football. It's just going to be about, like, whatever the hell's going on in my brain. (laughs) Yeah, it might not be next week. I need to talk to you about timing, Walker. That sounds like a good off-season thing. Um, Okay, sure. I need to be invited Uh, to that. Yes, we will all be on there. Don't worry. Anyways, (laughs) us. Guys, Brevin Jordan, please let me talk about football. I have 40 (laughs) minutes till I watch my football team. Uh, Brevin Jordan. I think sneaky start. Uh, I had him twenty fourth this week. I, I don't care. I don't care for it this week too much. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, he's in the like the lower blob. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're deciding between him and like, like I would play like Cole Kmet over him just because the role is bigger. But like he, you know, if you're deciding between him and Alberto or him and James O'Shaughnessy, like I'd be fine with going with Jordan over those guys. Okay, so um, a question. We kind of brushed past it the last game. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Justin Jackson or Ronald Jones this week? Going oh, back. Rojo. Yeah, Rojo. I just realized we haven't talked about Rojo. So no Ro- Leonard Rojo's Pettis. a smash for me. He's a, he's a top 12 guy. Okay, yeah. uh, let's do uh, – so Rojo – He's looked good, too, um, in that time, this that limited time that he's been getting on the field, which is more and more – as yeah. the season's been gone, he's he looks really good. He looks like Ronald Jones before the disaster took place and Leonard Fournette took over completely. I so think, Rojo, uh, Rojo, hold on, Rojo or Alexander Madison? Uh, this week I think I go Rojo. Rojo, Mike. 
I agree. I, I think Tampa Bay is just going to just smash. They're they're just they're just going to have this fantastic game against Carolina, and a lot of those points, of course, Ronald Jones is going to be part of. So I can't say the same thing for Alexander Madison against the Rams. So Ronald Jones. Okay. Uh, let's do this for Justin Jackson. I'm going to name. Uh, oh, let's just do this. Justin Jackson or the other AFC West running backs. How do you I, rank them? Um, Javante so, Williams, number one. Uh, I assume you just mean the number one guys for each team. Like yeah. We're omitting Gordon guys. in this scenario. We're not gonna, yeah. We're not going to be like uh, uh, Justin. Where does uh, Daryl Williams or uh, Larry Brown be ranked for you? <laughs> Larry Brown for you, baby. Get him out of here. Uh, yeah, I would go with Javante at one. Uh, probably Jackson at two, Jacobs at three, and uh, Edwards Alaire at four. Oof. I don't think I, I don't think Jackson's gonna get like a bell cow role because he's not the type of player who's gonna hold up to that. Like Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree will get a few touches each, but Jackson will get almost all of the passing down work. And so he's going to catch quite a few passes and, and he'll, he'll get quite a lot of value from that. I mean, he's not Austin Eckler, but he's the closest thing they've got to Eckler and he's a talented player in his own right. All right. Uh, let's get into the win loser draw for this game. We got Mike Williams, Davis Mills and Jared Cook. And then I have breaking news. Once you guys talk about this. Okay, well, Davis we know. Mills, baby. I was gonna say Davis we know Mike's Mills. gonna say Davis Mills win. Uh, I put Davis Mills in there for Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Jared Cook win. I actually like Cook this week. It's a great matchup, and he's been getting quite a lot of work lately, especially now with Parham out. He's the only tight end in town that has experience catching the ball consistently. Steven Anderson and Trey McKitty are not really gonna factor in. Jared Cook's been close to double digit points almost every week the last month. So I think he gets in the end zone this week. I think it's going to be a double-digit point game for Jared Cook. I will give Mike Williams the draw, Davis Mills the loss. Say what? Sorry. <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I, think, I think the Chargers are going to get a lot of pressure on him. You can't be the best quarterback in the league every game, Mike. That's true. Only yeah. against the Patriots for some reason. Hey, honestly, I'll take it. I have no rooting interest, so I'll take them smashing the Patriots. There, there is no loss or draw for Davis Mills, baby. There's only a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, Mike Williams or uh, Jared Cook? Jared Cook, draw. Mike Williams, loss. All right. Davis Mills win. Chargers win. All Davis right, breaking, Mills always wins, baby. Breaking news about the 49ers game tonight. Uh, uh-huh. One facetious, one real. Uh, facetious, the backup left tackle will also be out for the Titans. Oh, uh, so God. they're on their third string left tackle. Uh, so, so no, good luck. no, no, uh, Questenberry. He's out. It's uh no, they're down to uh, their second round pick. I've lost his D- name. Dylan Riddens. Yeah. And then uh, we can quote, expect a full load from AJ Brown. So load, watch. load, watch, load, load, baby. Load right. watch. <laughs> That's what we're calling it now. Load watch. Load watch. Uh, sponsored by Blue Chew. Um, anyways. <laughs> Hey, hey, Penis Pills, sponsor our podcast. Penis Pills, please sponsor our podcast. Anyways, uh, Chicago and Seattle. Chicago is 4-10, and 10, Seattle 5-9. and nine. Uh, Seattle 6.5-point home favorites. 
43 point over under uh, Chicago injuries. Andy Dalton is off the COVID list. Justin Fields did not practice. Well, here's why you might care. Justin Fields did not practice on Thursday, which I was don't. a downgrade from Wednesday. Oh, come on. Akeem Hicks hell? is on the COVID list. Marquise Godwin uh, is irrelevant, but he keeps is showing up as injured every week. I don't care. Um, Seattle Seahawks, Tyler Lockett off the COVID list, baby. Let's go. Ooh. Uh, off the COVID list, on to the V-card list. Uh, DK Metcalf remained limited in Thursday's practice. Also, don't start DK Metcalf. Uh, sneaky, sneaky did thing. Did you uh, Tyler Lockett is a virgin joke? I did, and I just rolled past it. Uh, Alex <laughs> Collins off the COVID list. Um, Will Disley on the COVID list. So for this one, Mike. Shout out, shout out the time uh, a few days ago when I told one of my students it was embarrassing that he was a virgin. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Walker, te- Walk- Walker teaches the fourth grade. No, I'm just kidding. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> when I so I did um, I did uh, day camps for a while through the the museum that I worked at, and sometimes I would say something, and the counselor or the the kids would be like, "What does that mean?" I just go, uh, "Ask your parents." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the best strategy. Like that's above my pay grade. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, not dealing with that. Um, Most of them will forget anyway. It doesn't matter. That's true. Uh, we also were driving. Uh, just a quick aside, we were driving to a uh, field trip thing, and uh, birthday sex was on the radio. So we're, <laughs> and the kids were all singing along with it, and me and the other the Rihanna was, song. No, uh, I don't forget who it was. Um, it was a one hit wonder. Oh. Uh, Jerem, Jeremy, J-E-R. Oh, Jeremiah, yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah. I don't know how that's pronounced. And so we're like, we need to change this. And then we changed the station. It was uh, Champagne Supernova. And we're like, this is fine. And then we we were singing along. We were like, wait, this is not fine. <laughs> this is also bad. Anyways, Mike, you want to know, uh, Chicago-Seattle, the game we're talking about, is there a player on any offense that we can set and forget? And when I saw this, I was like, yeah, no. I'm not sure. That was my response. <laughs> I think I there's one. Is it Mooney or Metcalf? Neither. David Montgomery. Tyler Lockett. What? Yeah, probably. But I forgot about Montgomery. Yeah, you can do that with him too. <laughs> yeah. Especially in this matchup. It's a good matchup. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Montgomery and Lockett are must starts. Metcalf and uh, Metcalf is a start in most cases. Um, Mooney is a wide receiver three. And then you're down to desperation guys. I mean, Chicago's quarterback, whoever it is, is a desperation guy. Wilson is like a fringe QB one. Um, Gerald Everett, if you're no, no, Gerald, get Gerald Everett out of here. Actually, he fumbles like every time he touches the ball. Uh, Cole Komet, if you're desperate, and then Rashad Penny, if you're desperate, that's it. Yeah. So. Um... Mike, what do you think about your own question? Yeah, I can go with, with Montgomery just because the Seahawks have the 26th worst rushing defense. Uh, that, But they're not moving the ball at all. Um, that 26 could be problematic. So, yeah, as an RB2 flex, David Montgomery is someone I could set and forget. That's about it. Okay. Um, I think... Uh... I mean, DK Metcalf, he's been bad. Like, it's like... He's been real bad. <laughs> he's been, And if you look at his... Char- so, there was a point where everybody was like, oh, DK Metcalf can only run in straight lines, huh? 
bitch, you look stupid now. Go look yeah. at his next his next gen stats routes. DJ, DK Metcalf just runs in straight lines again. Yep. Like that's all he does. And so defense, if you're all you're gonna do is run in a straight line, defenses can stop you. You know, he has one 100 yard game this year. He has three games over 65 yards this year. You know, it's like <laughs> he's not good anymore. And I don't know. It's his. It's a bad connection with Russ. It's a bad offense. It's an offense that wants to run the ball, no matter who's 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 going to run the ball. That's what they want to do. It's just this whole Seahawks team is just a mess, and this whole Bears team is a mess. Like these these Mike, we talked about it yesterday. These two teams were in two of the four games on Monday and Tuesday that were four of the most boring games of the season. Like both teams are completely dysfunctional. So yeah, I, I I think it's David Montgomery. And honestly, I kind of think that's it because I, I I said Darnell Mooney, but I don't think it's DK Metcalf. I don't think it's Darnell Mooney. I don't even think it's Tyler Lockett because he's super boom bust. And, you know, we've seen players coming off the COVID list who get reduced roles their first week back. Miles Gaskin last week, uh, Amari Cooper, his first week back. So unless we don't know, they didn't say if Tyler Lockett was a uh, close contact, if he was mildly symptomatic or what. But you can be mildly symptomatic and it messes with your your game. And so much of Tyler Lockett's game is speed and athleticism. So I David Montgomery is the only must start player. The only set and forget in this game. Yeah. That having been said, Seattle still wins. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can't trust the Bears to win to do anything. They're, they suck. They're bad. They're really bad. All right. Next game up, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Um, those are definitely two football teams, and my Google Chrome definitely did not just lock up on me. There we go. All right. Uh, it is a... No, oh yeah, this is a no line game. There is no line for this game because so many people, so many relevant people on the Chiefs have COVID. So there's no line for this game. There's no over under. There's no favorite. So it's going to be a game of football. Pittsburgh seven six and one. KC ten and four. Um, I mentioned lots of Chiefs on COVID IR. Chris Jones was activated off of COVID IR this afternoon. Same with Travarius Ward. Same with Josh Gordon. Uh, Harriskin Butker will not be playing this weekend. Tyreek Hill is on the COVID list. Uh, Travis Kelsey is on the COVID list. Uh, no updates on them. For the Stillers, Pat Fryermuth is not practicing. He is probably not going to play with uh, his concussion. So whoever's win, lose, or draw that is might want to add a different player in there. Um, Devin Bush is on the COVID list. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger is old. Those are the injuries for this team. Um, I'm going to see if there's an updated line for this game really quick before we get into it. Because I, um, I want to double check. Okay. Casey are now eight and a half point favorites with a 45 point over under. So there is now a line in this game. And it's the Steelers getting smashed. Um, so, Mike, this is a very interesting question that you want to talk about. So why don't we go for it? So where where are we going to draft Patrick Mahomes next season as a quarterback rank, not like overall or or anything to that effect? But what quarterback number will will we take Patrick Mahomes? Because I don't think he's going to be as a QB one next year. Somewhere oh, he's definitely going to be a QB one next year. I mean, Lamar Jackson cratered as bad as he did, and he was still quarterback four by ADP this year. So like you Lam- still you you think he's still quarterback one after this year? Why? Uh, yes. Josh so Allen, are you, 
Are you saying? Are you wait, saying? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Do you mean a quarterback one yeah. or the quarterback one? Mike's doing this thing. Mike's doing this thing where he says a quarterback one, but he means the quarterback one. Oh yeah, no. There's not a chance in hell he's a quarter. He's the quarterback one. You threw right. me off because I thought you meant top twelve quarterback, Mike. Oh, well, yeah, I was about no, to. I, I could be at your house in, tw- in less than twenty minutes to kick your ass for that. <laughs> meet, meet me outside your house. <laughs> meet me at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Okay, I know where that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I probably I would say he's it's going to be a question if people take like I was thinking about this when I saw this question. So Josh Allen one, mm-hmm. people are probably going to go Justin Herbert two. Uh, yeah, Herbert Mahomes will be interesting two three. I, yeah. I would guess that. I mean, Mahomes will be top three, but he won't be one. Would be my guess. So like two or three. Uh, I think the problem. I think Mike to your question, and I think it is a really good question and one that we should start thinking about next season. Uh, is Patrick Mahomes has struggled, but so have all the other guys in his tier, except for Josh Allen. So remember we talked about there was like the big five. Well, it's like Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, who's been hurt, um, uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Well, Patrick Mahomes struggled. Kyler Murray's struggling now. Lamar Jackson's injured. Um, Dak Prescott has been, I mean, there's a question on it later. That's a valid question. So I think he can't slip out of the top five. And I think Walker's right. I think he's top three next year because Lamar Jackson had a disastrous year as well um, in 2020, but he still was four by ADP this year. So he didn't fall too far. And I kind of use that as a barometer. So um, Mike, uh, where do you, where are you going to put Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think I'm going to put him too, just because. Okay. He's had a disastrous season, and I, and I and you could kind of see it coming just because he's been so good for the two, three years that he's been um, the starting quarterback. Like, he's just been so untouchable that this was sort of like greatness falls, um, but greatness also um, Gets picks back itself up. up. Yeah. And I think Patrick Green at home being great, he picks himself back up and mm-hmm. is a QB2 next year. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people are going to let you get a lot of um, value on him. I think it's going to be a lot like CMC this year where it was like we're just pulling a mulligan on 2020 and we'll say we're just going to do a mulligan on 2021. I don't know why I said pulling a mulligan. Um, that's not a thing. Um, but yeah, you I mean, he's play golf, bro. No, I don't. Because yeah. I'm not uh, I don't I am very bad at it. Uh, so let's see Mahomes. I mean, through all of this, Mahomes has been struggling a lot, but he started the year so hot. He's still quarterback six in points per game. So it's like, you know, and he's quarterback five overall. Cause, uh, uh, only because Aaron Rodgers was immunized. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> so he missed a game. Uh, but I mean, he's, he's got five touchdowns in his last two games. Let's go. He was, he was good on Thursday night football. He kind of had his swagger back too. That was the thing. It wasn't just like he was good. Like, well, he was like, he that was. Just reminds me of the dumb video from Twitter. Which one? Oh, I think I got my swagger <laughs> back. No, but like, he looked like a guy who expected greatness from himself again. Like on yeah. the Travis Kelsey, like I think it was Travis Kelsey touchdown where he had to try like dive for the football. Yeah. Like Mahomes was pissed. You could see because they he zoomed in on him. He was yeah, he mad was, it wasn't a better pass. Yeah, he was, and and he was like, uh, 
he went nuts so after that. Like that's the hardest I've seen him celebrate like a regular season touchdown I think ever. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, um, I was gonna give a quote, but then I re- remembered it was Ray Lewis, bad guy. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll G-rate it. He's ticked off for goodness. That's a Jeff Crisco original right there. Uh, yeah, because the Ray Lewis quote is pissed off for goodness. I'm definitely walking right up to the line of having to mark this as explicit. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, that was a great question, Mike. I like that question a lot because I think that's Thank a you. valid one. Um, so let's talk about this game though. I think um, if Kelsey Hill play i think they're both must starts deontay johnson must start Najee harris must start patrick mahomes must start those are all the must starts right chase claypool wide receiver three yep mike your win loser draw deontay johnson travis kelsey tyree kill they're all wins they're all winners in my book johnson sort of struggled the last couple weeks though um maybe he bounces back um that would definitely be a uh, return to what he's been normally up until the last couple weeks. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, so, yeah, I like Deontay Johnson, Ke- Kelsey Hill. I think they're all winners. It's a good call. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, you're right, Mike. Uh, last two games, um, because so much of Deontay Johnson is catching seven, eight, nine balls per game, he's had 10 catches for just over 100 yards in the last two games combined, no touchdowns. So a little bit of some struggles lately, but luckily I think what Deontay Johnson does is not super tied to the quality of the defense because he just kind of turns around and catches footballs. Um, so, um, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think uh, Luz will be um, Tyreek Hill um, because he went on the COVID list so late. So if he's still got it kicking around in a system, he's less likely to get off the list. And then yeah. Kelsey. Plus Joe Hayden is back, so Pittsburgh secondary has improved on the outside. And Kelsey is draw, which is apparently a bust. That's right. <laughs> Frank, get out of here, Frank. Oh, yeah. God, that was such a horrible call. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, um, it, we, when when will we, we know about this guy to be elite, and he's been elite, but he's but Mark Andrews has also been elite, which means Travis Kelsey's bad actually. He's been elite, but not as elite as I thought he might be. So he's bad now. Yeah, he's a bust. Massive bust. Quote, massive bust, unquote. That's right. Um, <sighs> Travis Kelsey, when will we know? Do we know when he he will? Be- uh, so Saturday in basically like the afternoon, I've seen uh, conflicting reports as to time. But Saturday afternoon, we'll basically know if he's going to come off the list. OK. So you really only have to worry about it. Um well, if you're hearing this, you're not going to know about Thursday, but you really only have to worry about it for the Saturday game. So it's like uh, Kelsey or David Njoku, or I guess Kelsey or Zach Ertz is the only decision you'd have to make. And I guess, uh, well, actually, Zach Ertz is a 515 kickoff, which is after the afternoon. So you would actually know then. So Ertz is a fine pivot. So um, you'll know Kelsey before you have to make a lot of decisions is basically what I'm trying to say, but I'm rambling. That's good enough time. That'll work. All right. All right, guys. Uh, who wins and why is it Casey? Uh, it's Casey because they're good and Pittsburgh isn't. E. I don't know. I, I kind of like the way Pittsburgh has been playing the last few weeks. What? Yeah. Uh, is this a bit? No. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. What? This guy's out of control. <laughs> out of his mind. Get him out this of here. This guy's out of his mind. Senile. <laughs> Mike, Pitts- Pittsburgh has lost. Do you smell toast, Mike? Oh yeah, Pittsburgh <laughs> has won two of their last six games. One of those was a tie with the Lions. sorry Walker, the Detroit Lions. 
We bad. We are not good. <laughs> I think well, TJ Watt carries the day if the Steelers win. So we'll give you the win. Um, win defensive player of the year, runner-up TJ Watt. Uh, it's always Aaron Donald, folks. And they're still fighting for last spot. Miles Garrett should be ahead of TJ Watt. I don't care that TJ Watt has more sacks. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it really uh, should have won three games in a row because they really should have um, beat the Vikings. I don't know what first half team that was, but um, whatever that was in that game, um, if they played as just as well as they did in the second half as they did the first half, they would have won. So they would be on a three game winning streak. I'm calling it a three game winning streak. And they're <laughs> going to win number four next week against Kansas City. <laughs> can I call? Can I call the Niners on a three game win streak? Because they did everything stupid possible on special teams against the Seahawks. They fumbled they, like every kickoff in that game. They'd be uh, they they'd be on a three game winning streak if they were better at playing football. Yeah, Get absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Four Niners yeah. never give anything, you know. Yeah, they. I don't yeah. care about. That. Mike doesn't allow anything for the Forty Niners. None, none, um, none. All right, none. Next, next game up because uh, I would very much like to lo- watch those aforementioned Forty Niners tonight. Uh, Denver and Vegas both seven and seven. It's a forty-one and a half point over under. Vegas one point favorites in this one. Uh, Josh Jacobs got bubble guts. He was a full participant in practice on Thursday. Uh, I just assume if a player doesn't have COVID, they have diarrhea. Just that's. When it, yeah, why not, right? <laughs> it says non-COVID illness. I just assume it's diarrhea. Um, Darren Waller did not practice on Thursday. Um, I don't. Does he play for the rest of the year? I don't think he does. They're going to shut him down. Oh, well, they're kind of they're kind of still in playoff contention, but I don't know. Uh, Zay Jones. I think practice. I think Foster Moreau can float that position um, until Waller's fully healthy. So yeah, um, they're not pressing in that area. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Abrams uh, is, went on IR, or is it Abram? Just one Abram, not multiple Abram. Abram. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan Abram uh, injured his shoulder. Um, I wish they were more specific, so I could say if he had a, an Abram tear, folks. Yeah. Jesus. Abram's Abram. Abram, folks. Abram's All right. Abram. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater out with a concussion, so that means it's Drew Locke with an E time. Uh, Broncos activated Mike Boone off the reserve COVID list, and uh, that's it's uh for injuries walker yeah go for it okay uh can we trust anyone other than javante josh jacobs because he is he gets the same thing every single week yeah also renfro i mean it, oh yeah under renfro. this is kind of a setup because he's renfro is kind of forgettable just because he doesn't play in a very exciting <laughs> way he is very forgetful yeah, he just he just does his thing most of the time. I mean, he had a rough game last week, but that was mostly just because Derek Carr forgot he existed the entire second half for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he just wouldn't throw him the ball. I, I don't. I was watching the whole thing, and it was very weird. They just didn't go to him at all. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I think you can trust Jacobs, you can trust Renfro, and you can trust uh, Javante. But with Drew Locke playing, the passing offense for Denver is going to be a mess. Um, Javante's clearly the running back one now, so Gordon is more of a flex play than a like a bona fide starter. And then there's really nobody else on the on on the Raiders you can trust. I mean, Darren Waller still hasn't come back to practice, um, so it, Carr just doesn't have a whole lot of people to throw to. And Denver's defense is really good, so yeah, I, I'd say it's it's those three guys, and that's it. I mean, maybe Noah Fant, but. Fans outside my top 12. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned like Hunter Renfro, like we kind of forget about him. 
if if you want a comp for how Hunter Renfro is producing right now, he is almost exactly 2020 Cooper Cup. Did I? Yeah, Hunter Renfro is. Uh, let's see, as of right now, he's averaging 6.4 catches per game for 65 yards per game. Cooper Cup last year, 65 yards per game on six catches. So he's almost exactly Cooper Cup on almost the same exact target load. And we just kind of forget about him every week because he's just yep. there. It's unexciting. So I'm not saying he's going to be 2022 Cooper Cup. I'm saying he was last year's Cooper Cup, who is still very useful, Useful um, is what Hunter Renfro is doing. Um so, yeah, I would start Renfro. I would start Javante. I would honestly start Melvin Gordon, given what's going on right now, um, because Melvin Gordon, much like Benghazi, ain't going away. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon still had 15 carries last week. Um, right. So it's like you're going to be you're going to be hard pressed to replace that off, you know, to find somebody to replace that um, because you're kind of looking for somebody who's getting like 15 to 16 touches. So it's going to be hard to replace that off the waiver wire. Um. So win, loser, draw for Walker is Gordon, Jacobs, and Renfro. Mike, why don't you go for it? Okay. Um, I'm going to go win, Gordon, draw, Renfro, loss, Jacobs. All right, Walker? Uh, I will go Jacobs with the draw, Gordon with the loss, Renfro with the win. I think Renfro will have a nice game. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Renfro for the win as well. Um, I am going to go draw for Melvin Gordon because it is who he is. And um, I'll go, I guess, oh, no, shoot. I guess I got to go lost, lost Melvin Gordon because I will always choose draw for Josh Jacobs. That is a bit that I'm doing this year. It is always draw for Josh Jacobs, no matter what happens. So Melvin Gordon loss, I guess. Um. So uh, who wins this game? Vegas. I'm going Denver. I'm, oh, I'm Drew Lock. Go. No, I'm going Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders as well. I just can't <laughs> trust Drew Lock. Yeah. It, um, here's a if question. If it was Teddy B, that'd be a different story. Here's a question. Um, and I expect I know what your answer is. Does Drew Lock being the quarterback make you want to start any of the passing game more in Denver? Yeah, it does. Who? Cortland Sutton. The Cortland Sutton has like two catches a game. What do you think? Oh, yeah, so it can't get worse. The, that's and, true. I guess it can't get and worse. And that's Teddy Bridgewater too. I, I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is obviously not as mistake prone as as uh, Drew Locke is, but Drew Locke can get the ball down the field. And just can't by he? that proxy, I think Cortland. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying start Cortland Sutton or start any of these receivers. I'm just saying that. If there's going to be a, a wide receiver that comes out of this game um, that's going to have very good statistical numbers, it's going to be Cortland Sutton. All right, so uh, Cortland Sutton or I'm trying to think, uh, trying to find a good comp here. Cortland Sutton or I, I don't know where he would end up for you or Chase Claypool. Claypool. I think if, if if Cortland Sutton has the game that I'm thinking he might have. It will be top twenty-four. Um, top twenty-four. Yeah. So, are you gonna start? Are you gonna start Sutton or Claypool? I would start Sutton over Claypool. Sutton oh. or Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Uh, Sutton or uh, DJ Moore. Sutton. 
one more Sutton or KJ Osborne. Sutton. Stefan Diggs. Um. Oh man, that's a tough one. Say Diggs. Come on, man. No, Diggs, obviously. Yeah, I was trying to get you to say somebody that wasn't <laughs> Sutton. All right. Um, let's move on to the next game. Sunday night football. Washington football team, 6-8. and eight. Dallas are 10-4. and four. Uh, This is um, a 47-point over-under. Dallas prohibitive 11-point favorites. And I hope you guys like the use of the word prohibitive there. Uh, Amari Cooper is frustrated with his recent production, uh, probably because he's been bad. Uh, Tony Pollard limited in practice with a foot issue. Malik Hooker uh, safety is on the uh, reserve COVID list um, for Washington. Uh, Curtis Samuel is hurt with a hamstring injury again. Uh, Antonio Gibson, this one's relevant, sidelined for Thursday's practice with a toe issue. J.D. McKissick was placed on IR. So I guess it's Jarrett Patterson time. Yeah. Taylor Heineke was activated off the COVID list. Um, and those are all the injuries for Washington football team. Mike, before we ask your question, are we really starting Jarrett Patterson this week if there's no uh, J.D. McKissick and no uh, Antonio Gibson? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. And, that's unless you're in a supreme buying and you're looking for someone that has volume um, or attempts and those kind of things, which is really hard off the waiver wire to find, then Jared Patterson's your guy. But I'm hoping you're – you shouldn't be in this situation if you're, you know, that good. You know, we're talking about you're in the playoffs. So if, if – unless all these guys have COVID or injured or whatever and – you're looking for someone, then he would be probably the top running back I would take off the waiver wire. All right. Um, so, uh, Mike, your question for this one is about Dak Prescott. Yes, it is. And is Dak Prescott droppable? No. Next question. It's close. He's I mean, been real I, bad. He doesn't run awful. anymore. He doesn't pass that much. He doesn't pass that well anymore. The the offense runs through Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. They go as far as they go. Amari Cooper's been struggling recently. That's got to be tied to Dak. So much of the trust in Dak was tied to his running, and he doesn't run anymore. He hasn't been healthy all year long. It's close, but honestly, if you have Dak Prescott, blah, 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 blah. if you have Dak Prescott, it's probably not anything you have to worry about because your season's over, given what you spent to acquire him. Guess what? Guess what? What? Dak Prescott's my quarterback in my home league, and I'm in the semifinals. Guess what? Guess what? Dak Prescott's also my quarterback in playoff teams that I have. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> That's yeah. why I asked the question. Because I'm looking to see if I should go somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> Why'd you yeah. have to do this to me? <laughs> God, I... Yeah, I mean, like, on paper, again, on paper, the matchup is great. Like, is. Washington isn't very good against opposing quarterbacks. Um it's just that they just played two weeks ago, and Dak didn't take advantage of it, and he's been bad the last three weeks for fantasy. It's just tough. Last I don't. Four of the five weeks he's been really bad. Outside of week twelve, he's not hit um, top twelve number. Right. Yeah. I, I just. I mean, when you look at like the waiver wire options, I mean. They're bad. They right. are. They are bad. Horrible. Like, like, it, like I'm thinking of like right, like the who am I going to pick up? Uh, it, Justin Fields, who might not play. Um, Baker Mayfield, who hasn't been top 12 one time this season. Uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, I have to play Dak. Like, I don't have a choice. Would you yes. go Taylor Heineke over Dak? Uh, no. So, 
I, Look, I still have Dak top 12 this week. I, I'm giving it one more week. I, I think they just played Washington. I think Kellen Moore will make some adjustments. Um, I, I think that Dak will at least have a decent game this week. Um, but I, in in worse matchups, he's probably not a QB1 anymore. He's more of a streamer right now. It's just that this is a good matchup, so I think you can get away with it this week. What about Jimmy G against Tennessee? Well, it won't matter because this is coming because Jimmy G against Tennessee starts in three minutes. Well, yeah, I need to know now. <laughs> oh God, uh, uh, I mean, I have Dak ahead. I was doing that decision too, and I actually just dropped Jimmy G so I would have a open roster spot. But uh, I, I wouldn't. Anyway. I wouldn't trust Jimmy G. He might have three touchdowns. He might have one touchdown, 150 passing yards. Right. So if you're in your playoffs, I wouldn't trust him. Uh, re- real quick, while we're talking about streamers, um, so I've written the four streamer articles, streamer slash sleeper articles every week for five years for various sites. OK, so I've written over 300 of these things for the first time. I put a disclaimer in the first paragraph saying you do not want to do this to the quarterbacks this week. I was like, these are de- all of these guys are desperation plays. None of these guys are recommendations. I'm re- one of the guys is Baker Mayfield. One of the guys is Jared Goff, who has COVID right now. Like it, it's a bad situation this week because of uh, the under 50% rostered guys, the streamers either have COVID or a bad matchup or yeah. are Tim Boyle or um, Ian, Book. Ian Book. Yeah. It's, it's not a situation that you want to lean into. So um, yeah. Good God. Uh Let's get okay. So more like Ian short story, in my opinion. More like Ian novella. That's right. And, and novella, novella is about how he's bad. Yeah. Um, I said that it had to be a Ben DiNucci style uh, cataclysmic roster uh, destruction to see Ian book this year. And guess what happened? And it has been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James, James hurt. Uh, Taysom Hill COVID. Trevor Simeon hurt. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Anyways, um, so we got uh, Mike's uh, win loser draft for this one: C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, and Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin lost. He barely gets used anymore. Um, C.D. Lamb win because it's been a while since he had a big blow up game, and this is a good matchup. And Zeke draw because he has a pretty stable role and usually scores one touchdown. What is it? Uh, 16 touches, 80 yards, and a touchdown, maybe three or four catches. Is that? Yeah, easy? he's gonna score like 17 fantasy points. Like yeah, he, I haven't looked. He's, he's a he's a fringe RB one every week now. That's just what he is. He's like RB 12 no matter what. Okay, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? I, I like Terry McLaurin this week, um, just based off the fact that he, as Walker said, he's done absolutely zero. And I like this matchup with Dallas, so I'm going to go McLaurin as far as what he normally puts up as a win. Lamb as the draw, and Ezekiel Elliott as um, no Lamb as a loss, Ezekiel Elliott as a draw. Okay, question for you guys: um, Since he has returned from the COVID list, uh, Amari Cooper has two for 41, five for 51, two for eight. Would we start him or Terry McLaurin? Lamb. Uh, Amari Cooper. Oh, Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. I'd still start Cooper. Like I, I, he hasn't been very good, and his role kind of fluctuates. But it's, it's just much more likely that Dallas scores a lot of points than Washington at this point. Okay, I'd so he has take better chance Gallup the over Cooper. You take mm-hmm. Gallup over Cooper. Okay, yeah. would you take Cooper or 
this question is for Mike. I already know the answer for Walker. I'm trying to think. Uh, Cooper or I'll, I keep coming back to it. Chase Claypool. Uh, I will go Chase Claypool. Nico uh, Collins. <laughs> or Cooper. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much the same to me, but I think with the, with the offense that's Dallas's offense is so much better than I, I'd have to go with Cooper. Uh, Cooper or, uh, I'm trying to think here, Cooper or Brian Edwards. Cooper. I don't even like Brian Edwards. There we go. Uh, I thought he had potential, but I think just like everybody else, he's, he hasn't done it and he's had every single opportunity to do it and he hasn't done it. And there's no real reason why he would. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I will go Dallas in a blowout. Dallas. I'll take. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas should win this pretty easily. All right. Uh so the 49ers game started three minutes ago. Miami seven oh. and seven. New Orleans seven and seven. Everybody on New Orleans has COVID. Don't start a Saint not named Alvin Kamara. That's right. Yep. Mike, are you in agreement with that? Yeah, there yeah. You can't trust the wide receivers, you can't trust the tight ends on the Saints. The only one that you can trust is Alvin Kamara. Uh Mark Ingram, is he no. ready? He doesn't exist. He doesn't, he doesn't exist. exist. Yeah, it's all Alvin Kamara. That's, that's the only guy that you can trust. Um, okay. Uh, for, go ahead. I was just going to go into your question. I mean, you okay. said, what do you I do? Gotta from, do I got to do injuries real quick. Fine, uh, go for no, it. Nobody on the Saints matters because they all have COVID except for Alvin Kamara. Um, uh, Duke Johnson is going to be part of a committee, they said, I guess, with Miles Gaskin, who came off of the COVID list last week. Uh, Will Fuller's out for the year. Jalen Waddle will come off the COVID list for this week, according to Brian Flores. Um, Savin Ahmed's irrelevant now uh, with Duke Johnson showing up. Um, what do we do with this Miami backfield? Are we touching Miles Gaskin or Duke Johnson if we can help it? Not in the, No, not this week. I mean, uh, the Saints are a lot worse against the pass than against the run, and I, I just don't. I don't see either of those guys getting going on a Miami offense that doesn't run the ball well to begin with. Their offensive line is really bad at run blocking. Um, should be a pretty decent two a game. You start Waddle, you start Kasicki. I think you can play Parker too. I think it's going to be a good game for Miami's passing offense and a rough game for their running offense. Mike, what are your thoughts? I, you know, I, I would all about Miles Gaskin and then Duke Johnson shows up and you're just like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, I don't know if that was just game script and they they thought that Duke Johnson um, was a better you know, situation than Miles Gaskin or if, if this is the future of what we're looking at. Um, so I can't trust that Miami run, running backfield at all right now. I, I just can't. If, if one of them was the lead dog there, then absolutely. But neither one of them I, I, I can't do. So, no, I do not trust the Miami backfield. Yeah. And to that point, Mike, you make a great point. You don't know what it's going to look like going forward. The Dolphins said that it did have to do with conditioning coming off of COVID. Um, so, but at the same time, Duke Johnson has earned touches. So it doesn't matter the situation that got right. them here. They're in this situation now. So I agree with Walker. I think it's going to be a good passing game. Start Gesicki, Waddle, Parker has been sneaky good. He's been hurt all year, so he hasn't gotten momentum. And uh, because of that, you can start Tua as like a back-end quarterback one. Um, I I had Tua and Taysom Hill on the same team, and when Taysom Hill went out, I was like, all right, I'll just start Tua. I'm not even going to worry about it. Um, so uh, why don't you guys uh, talk for a second while I take the rawhide away from my dog? Yeah. Uh, well, well, the we got the win-loser draw, which has Taysom Hill in it, which is not going to work. So 
I guess uh, Ian can, Book. Ian, Ian Book. Book okay, Ian Book loses because he sucks. Um, Devontae Parker draw, Alvin Kamara win. Yeah, I think Alvin Kamara is a major winner because uh, he's going to get 30 touches. Uh, he's going to get 15 carries and 15 catches. That's my that's my big prediction. He's going to come through with a big Christmas game yet again. Yeah, Ian Book's just going to dump off to... Um, to Kamara? To Kamara, yeah. It, it, Book's going to complete like 14 passes and nine of them are going to be to Kamara. Yeah, and when we say everybody has COVID, I mean even Adam Trapman and Juwan Johnson have COVID. It's yeah, like Nick, everybody Nick Van is the only healthy tight end on the team. Yeah, so it's like Marcus Callaway, Traquan Smith, and uh, Nick, Nick Bennett Bennett. are the three behind him. So, yep. um, Kevin White. Uh, what's that? Kevin White. No, Forty Nine ers legend Kevin White. Um, Bears so, legend Kevin White. <laughs> I think that's uh, it. Devontae Parker, good sneaky start. Walker, where do you have Devontae Parker ranked this week? Twenty-four. Hey, there you go. Uh, Will Fuller uh, with the heist of the century. Go, Will Fuller. Get on uh, here. To the Miami Dolphins, I will also get my hands shattered for $10 million. Just keep me in mind for next year. That's right. Yep. I will do whatever whatever it takes for the $10 milli. Uh, Walk my, will do it for $25 plus the cost of coffee. I mean, I we're talking about that. temporary pain for a long-term gain. Absolutely. I'll just put my hand there. I'll deal with it. Yeah. So, all right. Who wins? I'm going to go Miami. I'm going to go the team that isn't playing Ian Book at quarterback. So, Miami wins. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. check. Let's check the updated line. Uh, updated line Miami is wins. Miami by one and a half. There you Miami's go. Yeah, going to win. And uh, the underdogs, and they're going to be winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I'm still winning the pick'em. Okay, so what are the standings on the pick'em? I have 106. Back? Jeff has 104. Mike has 103. Perfect. All right. I got to get out of here. 49ers game started already. Thank you for listening. Uh, Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. If not, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. Uh, Hanukkah was a uh, long time ago. Um, Kwanzaa starts the day after Christmas, I think. So Yeah, Kwanzaa, happy, happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, happy happy Boxing Day. Um, right. every, we will be back next week. Uh, we will have a new schedule starting after week 17. We'll discuss that next week. We'll figure out how that's going to go going forward. Um, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. That's all the plugs I'm getting in because I'm going to say go Niners. Uh, yeah, bye. Uh, go AJ Brown. Bye.